deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, DC. And I'm Liz. I'm Liz. I blew it. I just realized, as I was saying, I'm, I, I've, so I've been like, re, because I, I, you know, I do all the editing for this show, and I've been noticing, you know, while, uh, while I've been editing, I'm like, ooh, my mic settings have been really screwed up recently. Uh huh. And I, so I, like, I spent like ten minutes, you know, I actually, I'm looking, I'm looking at my levels now. It's still not like perfect. It's still not where I want it to be. But I, mm. I, I, I spent some time messing around with that stuff, and I was like. Okay, when I do the intro, I gotta get the in- get it so the intro, which is always my loudest part, uh-huh. I've, I've got to get it dialed in right for that. Yeah, very proud of myself. I was like, okay, yes, I'm doing it loud. I, I'm I'm projecting. I'm speaking loudly. Unfortunately, I said the wrong intro. <laughs> yeah, well, you you are like you said doing the editing. So if you want to just sneak in like a text to speech word there, ooh, that could work. Um, ooh, this hey. is sort of an like all this description of like levels and things like that. It seems like you've graduated um, sort of intermediate uh, professional microphone use. Yeah, because uh, I'm just remembering the time that my microphone was backwards. Could not figure that one out. <laughs> Facing away from me. Oh, why is my audio quality so bad? I, 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 I have been, um, I, I guess I would say I'm someone who's like, I'm interested in sound, right? Like, I think, I think sound production is interesting in theory. It is so miserable in practice for me because I'm very, one, number one, I'm very stupid. Uh, yeah. number two, I can't read. Um, and number three, <laughs> The, like the the random things that could just like completely change what you're working with. Like I got a new um not a new microphone, but like a new audio interface, right? That like my stuff plugs into. Sure. Because it it had like more uh like plugins. I'm like, great, if I get like another mic, I can like plug a soundboard into this or something, right? Uh-huh. Like I I can plug an instrument into this thing without having to like undo my microphone. Yeah. Um and it's it's stereo, which you would think like that's great, right? You know, stereo that's like one more than mono. So yeah, everyone, everything's stereo these days. That's right. Is what I would say. So what I have learned, however, is that because you know microphones go in one cable, uh, uh, one plug-in, mm-hmm. it means that I'm recording in mono through a stereo channel so i have when i'm doing my editing i have to take a a recording that is just my voice only in the left channel and convert it to a mono thing and i was like i was like surely this can't be right this is fucked like this this doesn't seem like why is it so uh uh, uh, why you know why why is my voice coming in so hot all the time on the same settings as my old microphone setup looked it up uh well because it's because it's a mono recording and mono is half of stereo so yeah sure <laughs> I, is I, I just like feel like i went on this horrible journey like this long walk around the park that just mm-hmm. ended with like well <laughs> you don't know how microphones work stupid so i i was very, very humbled by all that um, yeah did i ever tell you that i found out that i had been wearing headphones backwards for like 10 years 
No, no. Backwards? <laughs> well, you know, like one of them's like, this is the right one and this is the left one. And it's like oh, sometimes right, yeah. if you're listening to music, it's like, you know, there's a doot, doot, doot in one side. Yeah. Like doot, doot, doot. And then, yeah. <laughs> but I was, I like had them flipped around. It was supposed to be on the other side the whole time. Carefully mixed. Oh. To, to, for me to hear the do 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 on on the left side, but it was on the right side. Oh, you know, because microphones, microphones or uh, headphones rather, headphones usually have that stuff. Like, don't they have like a an L or an R? Because I used to I know use... that's why I found out. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, were you like listening to an album that you knew? Like, oh, something comes in on the right here, and then it, you realize that like it was supposed to come in on the left. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was like, oh, I've been wearing these wrong, because it's like, what, you know, I, it was just like, the way that I had my desk oriented, yeah. I wanted the cord on one side, but oh, I had it on the wrong side. Right. But I, had, but I had been doing it across many pairs of headphones for yeah. like 10 years, and then I had to listen to all the albums I've listened to, mm-hmm. like, in the last 10 years, and I switched it around and was like, oh, this is totally different. No, I I have been there before as well with like computer speakers where have you ever done like the Windows sound test where it tells you like I'm going to play a sound in your left speaker and then your right uh-huh. speaker to make sure yeah. it's working. I the amount of times I have like you know moved my computer or like you know, you know set up a new desktop or or something and like run that test and I've like put the speakers in the mm-hmm. wrong way around or like I've like arranged them the wrong way around. It I they don't say anything on them. No, uh, they. What, 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 what do they want me to do? I'm not. I'm not smart. I can't do this stuff. You just have to figure out which side the dude, dude, dude is coming from. <laughs> I know. should be able to flip it in the software. I should be able to say like, okay, well that's wrong. Can you play the right side out of the left side, please? I agree. And it that should say okay. Correct. Yeah, there should just be a button. My my grand solution to all of life's problems. There should just be a button that fixes it. They should put, like, a gyroscope in there, like, yeah. in Breath of the Wild or whatever in, like, Nintendo games, and should just know. It <laughs> should know which side <laughs> it's on. know which side is left or right. I agree. Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't be blamed for that. Like, like what, what are no. you... No. Yeah, yeah like, like, how are you supposed to know? You want, the, you, you want the cable to be on the most comfortable side. Exactly. Not your problem. Thank you. It's no, I know. Like, I have, yeah, I have made the swap. However, but mm. um, it was a it was a journey of finding um, you know which side the like snare drum is on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Where where the snare comes in, where or like where the where the you know when someone's like speaking and they make the vocals go all the way around your head, uh, yeah, or something, exactly. and it, like it, if it goes the opposite way around, that's that feels wrong. It does. It feels all fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're we're gonna have to get our, uh, our 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 sound setups figured out before um, this new Harry Potter game comes out. I feel probably. Oh, absolutely! This the sound design of that is surely to be uh, what we need. Those it on the right the right side. Because the last thing we need is to be in cover and for a character to say like they're on the left, and then uh, uh, we hear them coming in from the right. You know, you think this is going to be like a cover shooter sort of situation? I'm sure there will be some. Maybe, maybe I'm. Ju- maybe I've just been like harrowed by the 
<laughs> by the shooter, the Deathly Hallows shooter. Oh yeah, we, we got to get back to that. We got it. We got to finish that thing. I I'm still waiting to see whether our theory about how the level structure works is correct or not, and whether mm-hmm. those are the three levels that exist in the game. <laughs> um, but no, that Harry Potter game supposedly is coming out this year still. Uh, was that a was rumor? A- no, that was the, yeah. the official thing that was posted. Uh, yes. that they got all whipped up about because they were like, right. but it literally just says like, it is still coming out. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. There was on, on the official wizarding world website. There's like a, it, he, things to look forward to in 2022. And it's like the movie and the game, uh, neither of which have had like a trailer this year, um, which is less weird for the game. I feel, even though I think that's the one people are freaking out more about uh, the movie we are like six weeks out, supposedly, from when a movie is supposed to come out. Maybe even less. It's like April yeah. 8th in the UK or something is when it's coming out. I will confess, I do not know anything about movie marketing because I'm not much of a a cinema enjoyer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't track it. Like I have a pretty good handle on like video game release schedules yeah. and things, but I I have no idea um about the typical what is typical for movies. This is weird. I I I think this is definitely in weird territory. Mm-hmm. Movies get a lot of trailers or or like they'll, they'll you know, they'll get like the teaser trailer like a year or a year and a half out and then you'll get like the big trailer that like appears in theaters before, you know, like, like I, I guess I would say like six months or so before. And then you get like all your TV marketing stuff, all your TV spots. This feels weird. There's nothing. Hmm. It's coming out very soon. Hmm. I wonder if they're just burying it. It's gotta they're be something. Done. Like that, right? They don't want to spend the money on it. Yeah. It, w- the weird part about them burying it is that supposedly it is cinemas only. Which sucks for us because that's I'm not, horrible. I'm not yeah, going to that. I'm, I'm, we're not going. So like you know, we 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 do have to do our diligence, you know, as as intrepid journalists. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to a theater to see that. You know, no, hell no. I was kind of hoping my 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 wish was that they were gonna like kind of like unceremoniously dump it on HBO Max or whatever. Yeah, me too. I have that. Wait, I have that app. The app that oh, I, you, I my, you have my, this my special app. app. That, I have an app that plays the first Fantastic Beasts film. Fuck. Yeah, you had to download that like special app. And yeah. then didn't it, it does- like get deleted? <laughs> like it's gone? Like yes. it's not a real app anymore? I think so, but I think I have it on whatever phone I was using. I don't know if <laughs> I, I doubt it still works. It was like the WB movies app. Yeah. Yeah, and then that's well, weird. Oh, I remember it was because um you had that app, and then it was like right after we watched that, I think um they like announced we were sitting World Gold, and that has its own video app or did for a while. <laughs> like that's yeah. where the movie was for a little bit, maybe. Uh, now it's on Peacock or whatever in HBO. It's it's a mess. That that all that stuff's a mess. But, it, it, but either way. It is fucking weird that there is no marketing for this movie currently. We got it. We got like a trailer a few months back. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I guess the weirder part is it's like there's not posters. There's not like there's like a clip that the, the subreddit was really happy about because they were like, there's a new Grindelwald line. And the line was like, I'm Grindelwald. I'm Grindelwald <laughs> uh, and you will never stop me. You will never stop me. You'll um, never get me. Yeah. Like the, the actors aren't doing the, you know, we haven't gotten like. 
anyone on Fallon to talk about it. We haven't got uh, posters. Remember when they announced all that? Cause, cause there was the a poster last... for each character, and there were like 20 of them yeah. for Crimes of Grindelwald. Yeah, and then there was that big poster that was like post-scandal, where they like had every character on it with Johnny Depp's character with his like back to the camera, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're, they're... Ensemble film. We, we've seen them market through a PR crisis before, mm-hmm. and it's funny to... <laughs> Watch them, like, just give up, I guess. Like, we're just not going to this time. See what happens. Uh, Yeah, the first time they're like, can we just turn Johnny Depp around? (laughs) This time they're like, ah, just fuck it. Just fuck it. We're not doing this. Yeah, at this point, you know, we can't... Like, we're not getting Joe out to say anything. She's gonna say something horrible uh which which she has so much time like 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 we are close to this movie like it's weird that there's no marketing but like for jk rowling all like she could shatter that piece in an instant she yeah it, all it takes is for her to have like one too many glasses of red yeah uh, and and to like get her phone but you know whatever whatever devious act she does uh to like like get her assistant to give her her phone back you know mm-hmm. like you know, point it says, look over there and, and grabs it or or whatever she does. They it could it could still happen. So I hope I hope I, I hope everyone is sleeping good over at WB. Because mm-hmm. you got a while. <laughs> You've got some time before that movie comes out and you're in the clear. Yeah, although it's I'm I continually shocked at how fast it is coming out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like if 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 it weren't for that aspect of it, right? It would it would it would basically be tomorrow. Like it move like again, movie coming out in a week in a in a month and a half. No new marketing stuff for it. That's weird. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's just that's a that's a long runway for J.K. Rowling to say stuff and fuck it all up again. So yeah. So who who knows? Who knows? Um. But uh, that's that's kind of the extent of our real news um, uh, this week. Uh, we have some uh, good outrage click headlines, but I think I'll save those for some some tweets. I've been getting back into tweeting on the account. I've been so busy Great. recently that I just haven't uh, posted much. But you know, we got there's so many good just little nuggets out there. There are well, yeah, because we saw those um uh potential titles of crimes of grindelwald were (laughs) were floating around which wasn't that also was like not from like an official marketing source that was like rolling library the fan site uh yeah posting those um those were very good uh we've got like the the daily mail like once a week we'll post a like woke activists say mean thing about jk rolling article uh which is like not worth discussing really but it is funny i don't know mm-hmm. it's we're in a weird pl- what a weird fucking place this franchise is in yeah an excellent time and place for us to be reading harry potter and the cursed child the play let's get into act four of the vaunted eighth harry potter story what do you say no let's do it um I suppose that means I. This is just hit. Me. This is just now hit me that it's time for theater voice, isn't it? It is. This might be the. It's just the last. This is the last theater voice. That this we is did. the final theater voice, so I better make it count, huh? Mm-hmm. Let's see. Act four. 
All right, let me take a big glass of uh, swig of my water here. Because uh, this one's this one's a little rough on the throat, I will say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet. Mm. All right. Albus and Scorpius discover they have been taken back to the night before Harry's parents were killed. And assume Delphi is planning to kill Harry before Voldemort attempts to do so. Albus and Scorpius write an invisible message on Harry's baby blanket, knowing in the present the blanket would become stained with a love potion and expose the message. The message reads, Dad, help, Godric's Hollow, 31st of October, 1981. Meanwhile, Draco re- reveals the Time Turner was actually a prototype for a perfected model owned by him, but they remain unable to rescue the boys due to their uncertainty over which time period they have entered. After Harry receives the message from the boys, he and his allies use Draco's Time Turner to travel back in time to save them and stop Delphi. While waiting for Delphi, they deduce she intends to convince Voldemort to abandon his doomed attempt to kill Harry, ensuring her father's survival and allowing her to be with him. Harry disguises himself as Voldemort using transfiguration to distract Delphi. After a struggle, the group manages to subdue her. Rather than killing Delphi, it is decided that she will be given a life sentence in Azkaban prison. Lord Voldemort then appears and is oblivious to the presence of Harry and the group. The group allows the murder of Harry's parents to play out again, unwilling to risk the consequences of altering the past. After returning to the present day, Delphi is sent to Azkaban. Albus and Scorpius now decide to be more active at Hogwarts, with Scorpius expressing interest in trying out for the Slytherin Quidditch team and asking Rose out on a date. (laughs) Harry and Albus visit Cedric's grave, with Harry apologizing for his role in Cedric's death. Finito. Finitum. Fin. Thank you. That was beautiful. (laughs) Short one, I gotta say. Act three was a real uh, uh, slog compared to that. Um, Yeah, kind of. This is a much shorter act, um, a, a little less happening. Most of it takes place in a church. Um, what, what, what do you think broadly of the conclusion here before we get into the details, I guess? When I read it, mm. I feel like I enjoyed it, right? Like I mm-hmm. enjoyed the moment to moment stuff that was happening I laughed. I thought mm-hmm. there was some some touching bits in there. Um, and I read it, you know, on Thursday of last week or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm super medium about it now. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I kind of enjoyed it moment to moment. But like when I think back on it, um, it's all right. Yeah. I, I'm, not, I'm not like upset about it. Right. Mm-hmm. It just sort of... Um, rushed to an end i guess and and right. some of the and some of the things um it it didn't feel like it delivered on some stuff yeah if that yeah. makes sense to- no totally i i think i'm in the same boat i i think that uh this this was a kind of a wet limp conclusion to the whole thing maybe it's not like I, I haven't been converted to, like, hating the play or anything at this point, but I'm definitely a little cooler on this stuff. And and this, I think, th- this section 
I think is the closest I come to understanding what people are talking about when they're like arguing about how, oh, the characters are acting out of character and none of this makes sense. And then this is all, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in insulting to the original stories. Like, I'm not like, like, I'm not like, you know, going a hundred miles an hour on this, like they are, but this is the part where I'm like, eh, okay, I can see, I can see why people didn't love this part of it. Um, yeah. On the other hand, I sort of feel like a little silly because this would be like if I sat down and watched um, Cinderella 3, A Twist in Time, and then it was like, <laughs> I don't know, it seems, seems a, little, uh, a little weak on themes near the end there. But that is how I'm feeling about it. it I mean, it, it's, 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 it's like a matter of degrees, right? Like, like it, it kind of cuts both ways, our, our whole thing about like, this is a silly play that, that you know, isn't really meant to be as you know take as strong a dramatic statement as the novels and, and here i'm like i'm disappointed in some of the things here and i think i might be more actively disappointed in them if i c- cared about it more if that makes sense uh, yeah not, not in like a not in like a, a dismissive like oh it's just a play wait but but i mean like like it's my my expectations have been have been calibrated to a a, a specific point where I'm like, eh, you know, it's, it, that, that, that's like the strongest I can kind of get mad about it, I guess. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess like leading up to this, I've said like ten times, like, oh, this is very deft. I see that uh, somebody read. Uh, McKee's story, and then I get to <laughs> uh-huh. Act Four, and I just feel like, oh, you fell on your face a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's. We, we've described this both of us as like a, like a, like a candy box for us, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, and really, the, the worst you, I, I can say, say about it is like, eh, we got to like the crappy coconut ones or whatever here, right? I love like, the coconut ones. The, well, the, see, I, I love a good coconut one, but. with with chocolate boxes i don't know you can never tell when you're gonna get like a real good one or like i don't know here's the thing though is i think that people who like those chocolate boxes are crazy i think that like (laughs) the the best thing that you get out of those things is like extremely medium yeah, well, and, and I think in, in the end that's perfect, right? Like, oh. like that is exactly what this play is. It's like I oh, didn't nice. even I mean a, to do that. I got I a chocolate box yeah. that I would never ever go out of my way to buy on purpose, but I will enjoy it for what it is. Um, and I like the uh, the strawberry one, and I like the uh, you know maybe there's like a good kind of caramel one in there. Um, and when we get to the coconut one, it's kind of a toss up. Like, am I going to get the good coconut with like the flakes on top? Is it going to be kind of the crappy coconut? That's like a bad almond joy, you know? Yeah, and you like, might as well just have an almond joy at that point. Right. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not sending it back, but it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, I think the good parts, it's, like if I, if I think back on this play in a year, I'm going to be mm-hmm. like, the stuff that I liked, I'm going to remember is like, haha, I thought it was funny when, uh, Snape said that. Um, he thought it would like if he has to die, at least it would be to Voldemort, right? Like, th- but <laughs> right. that it, that like completely relies on me caring about Snape in the first place, right? <laughs> right. It's 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 the kind of damning with faint praise thing, I guess. Where it's like, what are my favorite things about this? Well, they put an evil lady in it, so already i'm not operating at like my 
uh, I would guess my my serious critical capacity here. It's right? more it's more the id uh, yeah. <laughs> kind um, of thing going on. <laughs> what else do I like? Uh, Draco is really swaggy in this. Yeah, it's, he is. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just like you know, I'm not. I'm not operating at like the level I would be criticizing this if I were reading. I mean, even one of the novels, right? Um, uh, it's it, it is it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, which I think has helped it in a lot of ways. Um, I think I, I think it's sort of been carried a bit by that. And I, I this this is a little bit like like this this. This is maybe too dramatic uh, a turn of phrase to use, but it's like this is this is the part where kind of like you got to pay the piper on that, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, um, like it's not that bad or anything, but it's like, ah, okay, yeah, I, I ate too many of these and I feel a little sick now and I need to go lie down. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> yeah, um, let's uh, let's get into the. Let's get into the meat of this thing, huh? Let's mm-hmm. uh, let, let's 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 discuss Act Four of Part Two of the Eighth Harry Potter Story, The Cursed Child. Um, we start with a a big meeting scene. Another one of those. Um, yeah, they uh, have all gathered to uh, announce that Craig Boker has died. No, not Craig Boker. Not Craig Boker. Everyone is devastated. Fuck. Craig Boker. I knew that guy so well. <laughs> I'm really sad that he died. Um, and they also have to deliver the news that Voldemort has fucked and has a daughter. Um, <laughs> that's the big news that they have for everyone at the General Assembly meeting, I guess. Uh, yeah, it seems like it should be classified, although I can only assume that, um, you know, we went out. <laughs> during the intermission had a had a couple of glasses of wine um yeah and are coming back and need to need to be caught up to speed again or maybe we like left early <laughs> to go to the bathroom <laughs> or something um uh-huh. so we're getting a kind of a rerun right we're getting a little bit yeah this this is our episode recap our previously on they explain craig boker's dead uh he was killed by voldemort's daughter who exists by the way um, the jury is still out on whether or not Draco traveled back in time to jerk Voldemort off to get the come to make that happen, but we will keep you posted on that. Um, there's also a very funny exchange here where, like, everyone sort of starts yelling at Hermione, who's the president of <laughs> the Wizarding World. Yeah. And, like, Harry and Ron have to say, hey, be nice to the president. <laughs> like, we, well, they get they, like go in a line it's the very like classic like kids kids movie thing where they go like if you're gonna yell at her well you're gonna have to yell at me too because i also (laughs) fucked up big time and then they kind of go in a row and then draco does the same thing which i think is supposed to be like oh they're united with draco officially and then ron is like the comic relief and is like i didn't do anything wrong but i'm here too the script even says this is almost like a Spartacus moment, <laughs> which is really funny to me. Like, almost. Almost. I mean, okay, to be fair, <laughs> downplaying it with the almost is real. I that's how I'm gonna like write all of my scripts from now on. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like, this is all this is like basically like Lord of the Rings. This it's is basically like Star that. Wars here. It's almost like that. Um but the there <laughs> just the 
<laughs> the imagery of this, this is how I I think all world leaders should uh, deliver bad news. I think that when Joe Biden has to announce, like, sorry, I'm actually not doing anything about student debt or whatever, I think Jill should be there to go, like, hey, come on, be nice when, if anyone says, like, boo or anything. If you're mad at him, then be mad at me, too. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will. Well, that's <laughs> the thing that makes this so funny is, like, Harry is the guy who stands up first and is like, hang on, the president doesn't deserve that. And it's like, okay, but you're like the head of the cops. You're yeah, you're the you're the king cop being like, don't be mad at the president. You okay. also work here. You also <laughs> fuck this up. Like, 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 like isn't isn't this like extra your fault? Like Wait, what does Draco do? What's his job? Uh, what yeah, what is okay because i'm job? like okay so we've got the president we've got king cop being like don't be mad at her then we've got draco and i don't remember what his job is and then the fucking CEO, and then this fucking ceo of the joke shop is like yeah. ah, me too <laughs> it's yeah we, we've got so we've got the presidents we've got we've got biden up here <laughs> we, we've got uh uh harry who I guess in this context would be like like the a four star general or something or sure uh, yeah because the like cops and the military are the same in this <laughs> like, I, yeah in the, interesting yeah, this, yeah very interesting stuff and yeah, end of history etc um then we've got the CEO of the joke store so we've got <laughs> what we've got like uh Johnny Knoxville's up there or something um, what what is Draco's job. So Draco, I don't think we have actually heard what his job is, and all he is alluded to is, like, he has, like, the Malfoy estate, and, like, you know, is a bit of a... I, I think he might, might just be, like, a socialite at this point. I I love searching for things on the internet now, because you can't ever <laughs> get an answer anymore. Yeah. Google's uh, it's, fucked. Google it's doesn't like work anymore. Completely useless. Because, um, of course, the first answer is from Quora, and there, oh, are, two, there are two answers, and they contradict each other. Um, one, what is Draco's job? According to Pottermore, independently wealthy without any need to work, Draco inhabits Malfoy Manor with his wife and son. Um, and then the second most, like, up voted answer is that he works at the Ministry of Magic directly below Hermione. No, he definitely doesn't work at the Ministry because there's because there's a scene later where he like comes into Harry's office and he's like, ah, so this is what a Ministry job looks like, <laughs> this right? This just seems made up. Draco yeah. works at the Ministry of Magic directly below Hermione, who is Minister of Magic. Draco originally had no job as he inherited Malfoy Manor and all the money, but seeing as he wanted to be a better person, he applied for a different job <laughs> oh, as an order. Oh, hang on, this, whoa, somebody's whoa. Been, somebody got some fan fiction whoa. mixed up with the canon sometimes. Whoa. Sometimes you think that <laughs> that it's real, but you're just reading some, <laughs> he some stuff on AO3. A, he wanted to be a better person, so he got a job at the ministry? Is that what that means? Is that what that does? Here's the third answer. From Cursed Child, we know that Draco Father Lucius wanted him to be in the ministry, but he wanted to play Clip Quidditch. Right. In yeah. the alternate reality, he was head of magical law enforcement. Right. He was but an this evil cop. Yeah, but this person is saying that Draco is living off of the Malfoy family riches. I would too. I th that's what I, I would think do. That is what he's implied to be doing in this in this play. So he's just chilling. So we so yeah. yeah, so we got the president and we've got a rich guy 
and the joke shop guy. <laughs> They're all on stage saying, like, no, stop being mean to Joe. Stop. Yeah. Please stop making fun of the way he calls everyone Jack. Stop it. Uh, you can't do that. You're going to have to make fun of me saying Jack, and then right. you'll look really silly. You'll have to. <laughs> this <laughs> is I'm almost Dr. a Spartacus moment. I'm Dr. Jill Biden, by the way. Yeah, that so that's a that's a bizarre recap and a very interesting uh, portrayal of these characters, I guess. Meanwhile, all the way back in 1981, uh, the boys are in a Monty Python sketch uh, with a Scottish guy they can't understand. Yeah, they sure are, aren't they? This this do you think? Do you think this was a J.K. Rowling special? Do you think this was a? <laughs> no idea what this is this I, I scene seems useless to me i this this is the weirdest thing about this play i think reading this up until this point i had been going I, I like aside from the dream sequences i guess i had been like going like i have no idea what you cut from this play mm -hmm. until i got to act four um and uh then i got the answers you cut this you cut everything uh, uh involving the, the 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 spartacus moment you definitely cut the not gays moment which we'll get to later there's just so much <laughs> in here that's frivolous and an act that feels honestly very short overall too yeah yeah um uh there's a there's a lot of fluff here and this this is pure fluff they're they are in a and they're in the train station they don't know when they are and they go and talk to the ticket taker who speaks in a very thick Scottish accent, and these two guys who live in the UK, by the way, uh, don't understand what he's saying. This feels like such a American joke, I get It's weird. Is, it's a little... is, he, is he speaking in a Scottish accent, or is he speaking Scots? Because I think that's what I remember. It, yeah, he's in very strong Scots, but, like, like I, I, again, it's, it's not... I I do not speak Scots, obviously, and I you know it's not like I'm I'm talking to like Scottish people all the time, but it was very easy to figure out what he was talking about here. <laughs> like they're not yes. talking to Boomhauer from King of the Hill here, right? Like it's I don't know, it's a little, it's a weird scene. It, yeah, an odd moment to inject comedy into as well. And this like is it because the Spartacus scene was so heavy that they were like, okay, we gotta make it funny. <laughs> We gotta well, the, find. We gotta put a funny voice in here. the The audience is going to be so they're 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 up in the, they're they're levitating in their seats after the glory of the Spartacus moment, right? Right. Like, and we we gotta bring them down a little bit with some laughs, uh, bring them back to reality. Um, this whole scene exists so they can figure out they are in 1981. Um, which I mean, fair enough, but it, it's it's just like they. I guess they like had to talk to that guy and not go just like look at a newspaper or something or ask I think that somebody worked. yeah um very odd scene uh and then they uh uh wander on into godric's hollow mm -hmm. um and uh this is this stuff's interesting i'm i'm a little Curious, I guess, how this is going to be portrayed because we we're gonna have like two Godric's Hollows here, right? Like, um, the the present day one and the 1981 uh, Godric's Hollow. Oh yeah, I guess so. And I'm very curious how they're going to portray that, like, 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 like in, in a stage play, no less, right? Like, like, how do you 
stage a, a, a time shift in in one place. I'm I'm that that's something I'm very curious about. Yeah, I mean, a little further on, Draco comments about how different it looks. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry does, I think, and Draco has something to say about it. So, so we'll see how they visually represent that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they do talk about the statue of Harry, and I wonder if maybe that's the big thing. Like, mm-hmm. there's a statue oh. in one courtyard and not yeah. in the other, right? Like that—that yeah. that would, that might make sense. Um, <laughs> there's a, there's a bit in this. This is skipping ahead a little bit, but I I do want to, uh, talk about it here because it it's there's a there's a moment here where it says a young attractive couple leaves a house with a baby in a pushchair and they say like oh that's them right so like that's that's meant to be the Potters. Mm-hmm. Later on in this play, Albus tells Harry that James did a smoke ring at him <laughs> as a baby. Yeah. And I, when I was rereading this last night, just to like refresh myself, I was like on the lookout for that. I was like, okay, at what point does... Albus see Harry blow a smoke ring at his, <laughs> or uh, see James blow a smoke ring at his child. Hell <laughs> yeah! What the fuck are they talking about? Hell what? yeah! <laughs> like I'm, I, I uh, there two things here. One, I'm assuming it's got to be like a wand thing that oh, he's tra- talking yeah. about. Like he's, I he's... did not come to that conclusion, <laughs> but you're probably right. <laughs> but, but like that, that in and of itself is, is already a very, like, I, I feel like that's, a, nobody thinks that when they hear smoke ring. Right. And so I just can't get this image of like 20 year old James <laughs> Potter stepping out of his house with a big cigarette uh, 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 in his mouth and then just blowing a smoke <laughs> ring into his kid's face. Because they don't mention it here, but but Albus says it happens, and this is, I think, the only part where you see them, aside from them getting murdered, right? So, it was the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what you, true. That's what you did, you that's, blew a big smoke ring in your kid's true. face. You would just tell your baby, hey, check this out, and then just blow a big puff of cigarette smoke into your face. <laughs> for him i feel like that was something not not blowing a smoke ring into a baby's face but when we in the sixth book when harry uh sees sirius's room i think we even talked about like what those what they would be like in the 80s i think we talked about like oh yeah they'd probably smoke cigarettes right yeah they would be yeah they would be chain smoking probably they would be yeah yes absolutely like so in a sense i guess this is appropriate characterization right like james James absolutely is is stepping out with it would take you know to take his kid for a walk and going, hey, check this out. <laughs> just hell yeah. Just it builds character. You've got to get them started earlier. They're gonna gonna be pussies when their friends ask them to to get them smokes, right? Like Yeah, yeah. You gotta put smoking in this play, just a little something for John Green to enjoy. <laughs> And John Green in the audience go like, oh, that, that was my idea. I, I gave them that note. Wow, they made James Potter so cool. They made this. him so cool. He's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad, though. Hi, and he can do a smoke ring. <laughs> oh, he can do a smoke ring. He's, too. Got, he's about to die tragically. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I just, I, I, I wonder. That's one of those things where I'm like, 
does everything in this script that we're reading make it into the play, you know? Because that just seems like such a such a bizarre <laughs> even if it is just with a wand. Like even if it is just like they it's see gotta them, be, right? It's like gotta be like the He's drawing the a circle. visual, like yeah. cute thing that we see them do, and then he tells them about it. Yeah, I just it because it, it's not mentioned here, like like, oh, he takes his wand out and draws a smoke ring. Like that doesn't happen. So my I, I am only able to imagine left to my own devices here cool 20 year old james potter just blowing ash in his kid's face incredibly that's one of the things because i i know we talked about it last time but i've wondered what they did to this before it was published into a book for mass audiences right Mm -hmm. um like I've wondered if they added or took stuff out and and I thought like they must have they must have like done something to this to try to make it as readable to a general audience as possible mm-hmm. but that makes me think that they didn't like I think that if I were making this for a mass audience I would mm-hmm. like put stage direction in there to say like oh James drew a smoke ring ring with his wand um that probably doesn't need to be in the actual play script because like there's direction and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also would have taken out the this is almost a Spartacus moment because I assume that people would get mad about it, right? <laughs> yeah, referencing think, any other media in your media. Yeah, uh, I think it's fine, but I think that if I'm a Harry Potter fan reading the eighth Harry Potter book, mm-hmm. I don't want it to say this is almost a Spartacus moment. It's very Wattpad. Yeah, like, it is. Like it's all short. It's very, it's all shorthand, which is like totally fine, right? Like, like again, as we discussed in like the first Chris Child episode, like this is how scripts are are written. It's all you know. It's 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 quick emotional shorthand. But the the effect that it must have on people who are reading this as the Harry Potter story, it, I don't know. It would be like if in uh um uh uh like. Uh, <laughs> If it, it when Sirius is revealed to be the good guy or whatever, it's like oh, it's like in uh, it's like an Empire Strikes Back or something. It's like, what? <laughs> Why? Why would you tell me that? You've got to describe it. You're the author, right? It's very funny. They also like figure out or or think they figure out Delphi's plan here. Mm-hmm. I think this is maybe my most deep dive. Well, it's my it's one of two big deep dive actual criticisms I have about this story. Sure. I think that this setup and payoff of um uh, of what they think the plan is versus what they figure out what the real plan is in a couple a, a couple scenes, right? Feels very forced because the the stated the, the, the what they think her plan is is that um she's going to kill harry rather than voldemort Mm -hmm. which after all they've learned about how like the time stream stuff works feels very much like not a reasonable conclusion that they would come to as characters and much more like a well we need a moment where a character says the x isn't their plan she's going to do y right Uh like it it's a little I don't know how they got to this conclusion that like she wants to kill Harry because Harry dies either way. So what what is she? Why does she need to do it? Do you think that this is where it kind of um, verges into? Because we've talked about how this play like returns to the fun and returns to like the ki- the kids media, the kids all age media. Um, mm-hmm. Do you feel like this was the moment where it 
uh, became too childish and like, um, uh, I guess it's like children's media that doesn't appeal to all ages. Cause that was sort of my vibe. Like I'm not that upset about it, but I'm right. sort of like, Oh, all of a sudden I'm watching uh, a cartoon that is for a kid who has watched nothing yet because they're five years old right (laughs) it's it's yeah maybe yeah that might be a good way to put it i'm trying to think like i i think the difference is that like this this whole play has felt very all ages friendly right Mm -hmm. in a way that i've really enjoyed um i think the difference here is that like good good all ages slash good children's media i think ends up being appealing to everyone and appealing to me because it doesn't talk down right um and and it does trust it it, like even if it is working with maybe uh um like like young audience appropriate pieces the story that it builds is still trusting in the audience to uh uh piece it together themselves or to be able to um uh understand the characters and stuff whereas this here feels so much like a looking at the camera and telling you this is what you need to be expecting so i can subvert that expectation in about 10 minutes right Mm -hmm. like like it's not it's not trusting the audience to guess along with the characters like oh my god she must be coming to kill harry potter right like that's not a logical conclusion that anyone i think reading this would guess i think i think anyone reading this regardless of how old they are if they are a reader you know Mm -hmm. will probably assume will probably leap to the conclusion that the characters come to after discussing it several scenes from now which is that oh my god she's not here to kill harry she's here to stop harry from dying because this whole play has been about how uh if you change anything like 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 saving saving and and killing characters in the past like like that's not what matters it's it's what like uh uh big emotional moments change right right um and and so i i don't know it just it just feels like a very forced um uh surprise i guess like yeah i i think i agree with that yeah it's like it's like when if, if someone's planning a surprise party for you and they keep on saying, like, don't go to the house between three and five, but make sure that you come back to the house at five specific, you know, if they keep, and it's like, okay, I know what's coming, right? <laughs> like, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it's a little much. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's weird, right? Cause it's like, it's not, it's not like a crime. It's not like it's a high, uh, storytelling, uh, error or anything. It's just, it's a little disappointing for something that, like, has felt so, meticulous and deft up until this point it uh-huh. feels a, very rushed right and like a little uh a little railroaded yeah i, I mean s- i don't think the moment is even really like if it had been revelatory right if it had been this moment that we were on board with i guess and wasn't mm-hmm. extremely obvious i don't think it is that good anyway for for <laughs> right. the moment to happen right yeah yeah, just it's a not, little rote, I suppose. Yeah, it's not a it's not a big surprise. It doesn't change anything, and in fact, I would argue that I, th- this is something that we'll have to put a pin in because I think that this is this this conversation in particular will be worth revisiting when we get to the actual 
fight in the church with Delphi. Mm-hmm. But I think that the only reason you would make this a big plot point that um that that needs to be a big surprise that the characters discuss is if you do if you then follow through and do something that this play absolutely does not do, um, mm-hmm. I guess. So yeah, I'm, I'm putting my big pin in that one. We'll, we'll come back to that. Um, but uh, they are stuck in the past and they have to figure out how they are going to warn Harry in the future about what their, what the plan is, mm-hmm. or what they think the plan is. The uh, next thing that happens is Harry and Dumbledore have a little bit of a struggle session together. Mm-hmm. Wacky, huh? Yeah, what do you think about this one? I think it's one of those things, um, I guess it's been a little, it took a little while again for me to have one of those moments where I felt um, a uh, a meeting of the minds with Jack Thorne, I think, <laughs> where it's like, oh, you had to reread Harry Potter to write this play. Totally. And you came to some of the same conclusions um, mm-hmm. that I did, which always feels satisfying. On the other hand, you just can't take it that far, right? I think the mm-hmm. conversation is good. Um, it's enjoyable. It's drama like I like, but it has to uh, hit the brakes. Like, quite a bit, right? Yeah, and come to a yeah. screeching halt, because at the end of the day, Dumbledore's the good guy, right? Yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, it's it's a scene that, it almost feels like a, a, a lesser repeat of a scene that I liked way better earlier in the play, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was the great... The, in in Act Two, I think it was, we got that scene that was like Harry talking to the Dumbledore painting and then taking a wildly incorrect lesson from it, right? Yeah. And then going to McGonagall, and there was that great scene where him and McGonagall argue about it. McGonagall's like, it's a painting. It's like not even like not even a third of the real person's like personality is in there, right? Like it's a memory. Uh-huh. Um and I thought that stuff was so good and it was such a a clever a way to both address something that never happened in the in in the books that felt missing, which was Harry confronting Dumbledore's um, uh, treatment of him directly, um, and also something that had a little bit of like tragic bittersweetness to it because it's like he he could still only do that like with a painting, right? right? And like 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 not not fully work through it and and still end up with at the end of the day kind of the wrong takeaway. Uh huh. Here. He's talking to a painting again, and and it's, so it's still not really Dumbledore, but here he comes away with the right uh, uh, lesson, and also, critically, Dumbledore, quote-unquote, himself, uh, also, like, accepts some blame and starts talking as if he is a real person who is atoning, and it's like, but you're the painting. Right. So I'm I'm a little confused about like what like it's 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 like the it's like the play just like forgot what its own really good fix for the painting stuff was and kind of doubled back on it. Yeah. Um hmm. I'm trying to think about the painting stuff um and how much Dumbledore feels like he's really Dumbledore. And I guess I guess, yeah, because it's like, 
he shouldn't be able to, sort of in the same way as uh, uh, Purgatory Dumbledore, it's like, he. Sh- I think it's fine for him to, in the painting, to act like Dumbledore and say some stuff that sounds mm-hmm. plausibly like what Dumbledore would say, but mm-hmm. he shouldn't be able to deliver any new information. Right. Yeah, no no new insight, no new information. And there's there's a moment in this that gets so close. In fact, I thought that this is where it was going, that mm-hmm. it was going to be a, a real moment of like, oh no, Harry, you have to learn this yourself. The painting can't teach you. Right. Where Dumbledore painting says uh, to suffer is uh, as human as it is to breathe or whatever. And Harry says, you've told me that before. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I like wanted it to like to the kind of like have this moment of reflection of like you are talking to like a bot, right? Right. Like you're, you're you're talking to a Markov bot that can, you know, approximate a conversation with this character, but at the end of the day is just like rifling through old information and putting it together in context, uh, in new contexts, right? And like. I, there was a moment where I was like, oh, I want this to be like the tragic moment where Harry realizes that and that like he is once again leaning on this painting that gave him bad advice. But then it, it, Dumbledore's like, I'm sorry. I was dumb. I was so mean. I did yeah. my best. I love you. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's the stuff that like if I take this as not a conversation with a painting and and just like take it at face value that this is real Dumbledore and mm-hmm. pretend I didn't hear the stuff at the beginning of the play. <laughs> I think it is a good conversation that throws on the brakes uh, for being like interesting by Dumbledore being like, Oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Harry. Yeah. It, 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 it ultimately either way still ends with Dumbledore get, getting some forgiveness out of Harry, which is a, I think, I mean, if we were going the evil Dumbledore critical path again, uh, genius, right? Dumbledore always has to always has to make himself the victim in the end. Dumbledore, mm-hmm. D- Dumbledore, fucking the master manipulator has done it again. He's got Harry back back on his side, um, but that's not what is going on here, right? Like it's it's uh, it's just Dumbledore apologizing to Harry and the audience, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's a good, like, thematic scene. It's, uh, like, literally the, like, turn that Harry has where he, like, finds out that he needs to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh, with his son instead Mm -hmm. of, um, instead of not. And I guess, like, there's a follow-up emotional turn as well with, um, with the conversation that he has with Ginny. Um, I think that what, like, gets me about this scene is, um, and also, like, reflecting back to um the harry potter novels um is -hmm. like how much characters like meander around what they actually mean and how refreshing it is to just have harry say something like absolutely uh what does he just say out loud where he's like um i'm as bad a father to scorpius as you were to me yes that's a great line right yeah yeah like he just says it yeah yeah, there's there's stuff in there to appreciate, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it, but, but it, it is like the little pieces, right? And I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not totally bought in uh, to the the complete picture. And and honestly, it's kind of coalescing to me right in this moment uh-huh. that this act, and I think my issue with it in a lot of ways feels like um, 
it got up to act four and then we realized we had to check a bunch of boxes to make it a Harry Potter <laughs> thing. And it was like, oh shit, we gotta have Dumbledore say something wise before this thing wraps up. And so you yeah. had to check the like Dumbledore wisdom box. Yeah, we absolutely can't have Dumbledore's last moment in this play be his appearance earlier where he gives Harry bad advice, right? And Harry takes bad, you know, bad advice from a painting. Mm-hmm. Um, he has to, we we have to get a little, a little bit of the real Dumbledore juice in here for people. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say as, as kind of lukewarm as I am on this half of the scene, when Draco comes in after Harry is done crying at a picture frame, uh, the scene immediately becomes great to me. Uh, more candy. Uh, mm. Mm, yeah, much more candy. Yeah, I didn't really like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It was like a weird pecan thing. Nothing against pecans, but just like, I don't know. What they did with it wasn't great. But this, mm, this is the good shit. This is just fudge right here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Draco so much in this play. He's so swaggy. Yeah, he's just rolling into, I mean, he says a lot, I'm like flipping through here and realizing this conversation is a lot longer than I thought, but he just rolls in to be like, uh, I have a super time tour, by the way. He's so cool. So so Harry has this big, like emotional uh, moment with Dumbledore painting where he's like, I loved you too, Dumbledore. And Dumbledore says, I know. And then he like, you know, the painting fades away or whatever. And then it just says, uh, Draco enters. Did you know that in this other reality that Scorpius saw into, I was head of magical law enforcement? <laughs> like, it's like Kramer bursting into Harry's apartment or something. Oh, it's so good. And they it's have, like, really this back funny. and forth, and Draco's like, sorry, I'm not very good at small talk. Yeah, he, he Draco just, like, bursts in, is like, hey, guess what I learned about this alternate reality? Um, and then they kind of have a little bit of back and forth, and Draco reveals that the Malfoys had the real time turner like the super time turner um the the ministry one was just a prototype for because lucius malfoy didn't think it was badass enough uh yeah the prototype was a little vanilla for him <laughs> it's an interesting <laughs> choice of words what he says. it's a little vanilla it's a little vanilla for the malfoys <laughs> the malfoys only need mal if the mal if the the Malfoys aren't reading anything that doesn't have a wall of tags on it. Uh, this is this is flirting to me. The dreary real mm-hmm. uh, cursed child, by the way. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's incredible. He has uh, uh, a time term. So he 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 dismisses the old one as made of ex- inexpensive metal, and it just does the <laughs> job. It's made of way fancier metal. And uh, that's the way the Malfoys like it, he says, uh, gleaming. And Harry's like, okay, man. I would be remiss if I didn't say this is very stupid. It's like, I love it, but like, stupid. wow, this is dumb. <laughs> there, There is a lot. Th- so this one scrapes by because it is gr- gr- good character work, right? Yeah. Like, Harry and Draco here are having a great time. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I'm having a great time. Uh-huh. And on paper, the idea of, well, there's another time turner. That's stupid. But, if it, but like, if it has to be this stupid idea, the... the- <laughs> <laughs> the the lampshade of like uh well the 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 draco or the malfoys wanted a like blinged out one <laughs> to 
to match all their stuff. Like, that's fun. Okay, that's at least characterful. That's at least funny. But it, it if you strip all that away, it is a very convenient uh, uh, turn of events. It's like, oh, we're, we're, at, we're at our wits end. How do we go back in time without the one time turn that there is only one of that we have been talking about this entire play being a unique object uh turns out there's another one yeah not not great no because that's the thing it's like i was very willing to excuse the first one right but but it had to sort of bend over backwards a little bit to make me go like okay well if this is for fun then i'm okay with it right Mm -hmm. the second one is a bit much right the it's plot, doing it, the plot yeah. is in shambles. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I well I, it's it, it, the thing is right is it's like if the the uh, the initial one doesn't bother me because that is like the premise right right like if if if, if your premise of, of your story is there was actually another thing because like because like a premise the premise is uh, uh, maybe maybe this is a controversial take the premise of a sequel um is never the most important part of it. Mm-hmm. generally right like how like why james bond has to go on another mission um that's not the important part right like like oh if if uh fucking if the specter organization's back or like oh how did blowfield get out of that last jam that, that <laughs> james bond got it don't really care about that to be honest yeah um but this is no longer like a premise that like an excuse to like get the story going. This is like literally the answer to the story. Like that this is the solution to the plot problem, right? It's a little different, I guess. They're lost in time. It's all right. It's all right. We have this right. other one. I have another one. Yeah, just like not really hinted at or 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 um or or alluded to ever it, this this is the yeah this this is this is a different problem i think and huge, it's, it's a little huge implications for the cucking plot though you must admit <laughs> so much so that draco like <laughs> points it out to him specifically like he he's just like <laughs> He's like, you know, this is why the rumor started, because we had a swaggy time turner. Um, I didn't want to bust this one out, because I know what this implies, but I I, promise. (laughs) I promise this didn't happen. Look, I know what this looks like, but... You you have to. I'm giving you this time turn on one condition. You do not ever say, "Oh, so this is how you went back in time to jerk Voldemort off." Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He will be sitting Harry down and telling him the tragic story of how his wife died, so that Harry doesn't get it in his head that he went back in time to jerk Voldemort off. (laughs) It didn't happen. Listen to this tragic tale, and that'll prove to you. I ensured that my son would emerge shrouded in worse suspicion than I had ever endured. God damn it. <laughs> and I have this time turner. It looks so bad. Yeah, it's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is this is this is a very dumb turn of events that I at least enjoy because Harry and 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 Draco here are at least ha- they, they they are being Draco and Harry about it, which is fun, right? Like like it's it's stupid, but I will I will accept this one. There is one coming up in the next scene that I will not accept that is even stupider. 
Um, a lot of convenient stuff happening in Act 4 here. Gosh, it uh, feels like stuff got moved around. Like, I almost yeah. want to feel like um, the moment where Scorpius was like, haha, I hid the time turner should have been like this moment, but except they mm. shouldn't have been lost in time. Like, I don't have a like a consistent like, oh, it was going to be this, this and this. But the it feels like everything got like moved around a little bit. And then they're like, shit, we need another time turner. It's it's almost like like if you imagine if you imagine your audience is like video game guards in hitman or something right Mm -hmm. when there's when there is development like this everybody gets like the yellow suspicion orb above them (laughs) right yeah but if you but if you hide behind a pillar or something for a couple seconds or you know if you throw a coin or you whistle or something to like make to distract (laughs) everyone it'll go away the problem with this play is that in act four here like, like, there's no time in between all of these very convenient things that start happening um, to, like, you know, for the video game guard suspicion meter to go down. And so, like, <laughs> I just, I become alerted. I become alerted to the play, uh, the play's fuckery here. Yeah. Right? Like, this might be the moment where I started just writing off the plot completely and I'm just like, yeah. well, I'm enjoying the characters, right? Yeah. Like, that's pretty much where I'm at with it. Which just seems fine. Yeah, uh, they. <laughs> so Harry, Harry, and Draco have this great discussion about a very stupid plot thing. But Harry, nonetheless, says like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we can't use your your Voldemort sex uh, 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 time turner." And Draco says, "Well, it wasn't that, but go off." Um, meanwhile, back <laughs> in 1981, uh, Albus and Scorpius are discussing. Uh, how on earth they are going to get out of this jam, um, and alert Harry to come help them, uh, with a time turner that they don't know he has. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, they have a kind of fun discussion, uh, about, um, uh, how if they're stuck in time, well, maybe that's not so bad, because at least I'm stuck here with you, right? Haha. <laughs> like... Very Scorbus real, I suppose. Definitely. Um, there's also a moment here where I'm like, for 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 as much as I agree that this act is kind of falling, rattling apart here, um, mm-hmm. there's a moment here where I'm like, okay, nobody who goes online and bitches about this play read it because there is a part where they say it's not an alternate timeline. There's only one timeline. And if we fuck anything up, it'll it'll mess with the future, which is the number one thing everyone always says about this play is like, oh, it changes how the time turner timelines work. And it's not canon. I don't care about time theory in time tra- in time <laughs> travel. I'm sorry. Yeah. I just can't. I can't and I won't. <laughs> I just matter. I'm just not going to get that that worked up about it. I'm not even saying like it's wrong to get worked up about it depending on how important the time part is to like what story is trying to tell you right Mm -hmm. i don't think this story is telling us about time literally (laughs) right No. no right they uh they wonder well maybe we can break into uh the potter's house and yell at the baby which I will say I do like that plan and I like that scene and I wish that they had done that. I wish that we had seen them yelling at a baby. You know what I wish they had done? 
Mm. I wish they had um, gone and talked to Dumbledore, and I will say why, and it's Ooh. that it would make people matter than anything else in the world in this play. Yeah. In fact, I think that that would give a pass to literally, like, even the trolley witch stuff, because the implication that Dumbledore knew about this the whole time during mm. the novels would be delicious. Oh my god, I did not think about that. That would be amazing. If we get like a like a slightly slightly younger Dumbledore conversation because there's a Dumbledore actor in this play. Right. He's in the painting. What if yep. they see him? Mm, oh, the, the, the dominoes are falling in my mind here. This is that well, could have been amazing. Yeah. And it just, it got me thinking, because there's this stuff in the beginning, because that's their first plan, right? They're like, oh, mm-hmm. we got to go talk to Dumbledore, like, yeah. you, like you talk to Snape in the dark world. Yeah. Um, and and they're like, well, we, he can't know, right? Because everything was, like, perfectly in place, uh, and this is the timeline that we need to make good. Um and there's this part where uh, Scorpius says, can we risk him knowing your dad survives, that he has kids? Albus says he's Dumbledore. He can cope with anything, which is very funny. Um, <laughs> Dumbledore cope. Dumbledore cope. Um, that's what they'll tell him. Uh, take some copium, Dumbledore. Um, <laughs> but like the idea that during the entire events of the novels that Dumbledore knew that this happened and like knew the outcome of everything would yeah. be incredible amazing because that would be that would be i hate to say it that would be like a closed loop right that Uh would make all of harry potter a closed loop which like that that is that is obviously way too big of a thing that like that's way too big of a millstone to hang around like the play that no one gets to see right people would be so mad what if they had done that i'm obsessed with it too because like one of the biggest everyone's like well how did dumbledore know that harry would beat the like beat the potions puzzle and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. it's like if I think this would make like Dumbledore possibly the coolest character ever if he <laughs> if he if he could cope so hard that he would do everything that he would have already done but also knew that it worked. Yeah. I mean it would explain his like confidence all the time, right? It would it would make those moments where he seems like impossibly cruel um uh in his in his like instructions to harry about how stuff would work like if he just knew that no matter what he did it would fucking work out right because he talked to harry's son in the in the past the implications it would have that would have been really good fuck that's so funny alas that's so fucking funny not to be what if what if they like walked up to him and uh uh his beard had like a little more red in it than we're used to seeing, you know, because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, he's a little younger. And uh, and they say like, you have got to believe us, we're time travelers. And he like looks at the camera, or the <laughs> camera. He looks at the audience and is like, oh, I I would I happen to know something or two about that. And he winks, and it's like, oh, time traveling Ron, real. Oh my Don't... god, it could have been the Ron, Ron actor Bumbledore. too. Ron Bledore, real. <laughs> Ron Bledore, real. um instead they uh they concoct the most insane plan (laughs) ever yeah yeah so remember the way earlier in the play um when uh when harry and, and albus were arguing they knocked over uh the the love potion that ron 
gave, which again, I would pull Ron aside if I were Harry and these were my kids. I would pull him aside and say, what the fuck are you doing giving my kids love potions, first of all? Yeah. Weird thing to do. Um, but but uh, so they knocked over with the blanket um, that, that Harry tried to give Albus <laughs> in that scene. Yeah. They knocked it over and the love potion fell onto it and spilled. And now there's a stinky blanket um, uh, with uh, uh, love potion juice sucked into it. And I, I guess it's just been festering in the room this will, whole time. I will admit that's not what I remembered from that scene. And honestly, not trying to like be like in universe criticism about this but if that was like this oh no love potion something spilled on my most important blanket i'd probably throw mm-hmm. that thing in the wash not uh, yeah instead instead it has apparently been sitting in this room with stinky uh uh, uh you know how long does a potion last you know like you gotta brew them so that like i don't think they last forever surely um and uh, uh, so it's so it's been sitting there, and Scorpius remembers. Oh well, obviously, we all know that love potions have pearl dust in them. Uh, of course, we all know that. We all know this, and uh, you know everyone also knows what pearl dust uh, reacts with in a very interesting way. Mm-hmm. And of course, because you know we're Harry Potter fans, we know this stuff. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the solution is elementary. Uh, of course, it's Demi Guy's hair or whatever the fuck. It, yeah, because oh, it makes you I'm sorry. Tincture yeah. of Demi Guy's, not even Demi Guy's hair. Tincture of Demi Guy's. Well, yeah, because Demi Guy's like makes you invisible. But obviously, if you put it with pearl, it's gonna it's gonna catch on fire. <laughs> we all we all we know all, this. We all know this. This is basic one one shit. This is like the easy trivia question they ask on the Jay Leno game show. <laughs> <laughs> these questions are too easy. Yeah. What? That this one. So the Harry and Draco time turner thing is like a little bit lampshaded because whatever. Like uh, it makes Draco that, cool. Yeah, it, it's it's it makes Draco cool. It's funny that the Malfoys uh uh were too good for the prototype uh uh time turner. They needed it to look cool. They needed it to look like Shrek's head or something, right? Yeah. Um but th- this does not really seem like it has any attempt to like make the, like I guess the, the the most charitable read of this is like, well, Scorpius is smart. Yep, that's the only thing. Scorpius is a nerd, and of course, and he's over there being like, "These people don't know about the demi guys and the pearl dust." That's do you think it. that's? Do you think that's how they? Do you, Do you think that that routine that we just did back and forth here? Mm-hmm. Do you think that like that's how they do it in the play too? Like, do you think that like it's Scorpius like looking at the audience like, and of course we all we all know. <laughs> That yeah. pearl dust reacts with demi guys. T- like, do you think that's that's the only way I can think about this working? I think it's like kind of probably in the middle somewhere, right? It has to be. <sighs> yeah, it's just it, that. Like, it, it only. I think. I mean, to be clear, I don't think it does work as a joke. But I think that's the only way I can see it even like almost working because it's it's this is a. 
this isn't even like it's like, oh, it's a deep lore cut or anything. I think this is just like made up, right? Like this isn't something that like, oh, people who really liked the Fantastic Beasts book that came out for charity will remember. I don't think that's ever I don't think this lore has ever come up anywhere. Here's a good um, idea. The mm. actor that plays Harry um can do a little bit of ad-libbing and as he's like leaving after the first blanket scene, he can like snap at Ginny and be like, make sure there's no demiguises in there. <laughs> do, 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 is there any demiguise tincture in the house? No. Why? Okay, good. Just check. <laughs> Leave that stinky blanket in there. I'll, I'll the wash stinky... it later. It's too, it's too <laughs> damn. It's <laughs> like like he just like stomps over to like the laundry room and like 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 you know he reaches up for a box and he like looks at it and then he like throws it on the ground he's like fuck and jenny's like what you know what, what honey what what what's going on he's like there's do you know there's demiguys tincture in our in our <laughs> detergent i'm not gonna be able to wash our stinky blanket <laughs> wait don't love potions like smell like what make make you horny yeah, the love. Okay, yeah, yeah, love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I don't buy this at all. No, what? no, whatever. sir. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, siree. The <laughs> writing, the writing a message with invisible ink on the blanket. So, so they're going, and, and also, not only that, they, they. They also so they, so they realize that they need Demi Guy's tincture, which we all knew, by the way. Obvious stuff, really. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but they're like, oh well, Matilda Bagshot has that in her house, and also she doesn't <laughs> lock her door. <laughs> Just, yeah, of course. <laughs> There's so much happening. My, I'm, I'm on full alert. The action music is kicked in. Yeah. The guards, the guards are coming to my last known position. The guns are out. I'm fucked. I have to restart this mission if I want a five star rating. Yeah, like, I this think is, so. Yeah, the the where this is this is all fucked up. Next, uh, Ginny and uh, uh, Harry are in the stinky blanket room. Mm-hmm. Um, having a little heart to heart about the situation. Uh, how how are we going to find our son? Um, and uh, this this is you know a, a chance to reiterate to the audience what it, what this blanket means and how they remember that his parents died. This is the anniversary of his parents being murdered. And then what should happen to the mushy, moldy blanket that's covered in potion? <laughs> But uh, burn marks start appearing in it. Ah, shit. My, my important blanket. <laughs> my important blanket. I thought you said there wasn't any demiguys tinctering. <laughs> I thought you bought new detergent, honey. Fuck. <laughs> this is the worst day of my life. This is the worst Halloween ever. <laughs> Second um. worst, I guess. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh uh there's this 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 sort of cute i guess scene where it's like both in the in in 81 and the present uh where 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 uh, scorpius and albus are like arguing about what to write on the blanket while they're writing it and then Ginny and harry reading it um weird place for jokes here i think in in this in this like big big important plot moment where they're going like, oh, this handwriting's really bad. It says, hello, dad. 
Uh, hell, Dad? Hell, Dad? You're going to hell, Dad? <laughs> it says hell, dude. Fuck. <laughs> um, uh, Dad helped Godric's Hollow, and then the date is the, is the one they leave. Uh, and uh, he he decides, okay, we do actually, we do need to go get Draco's cool time turner. We've got to use the cool time turner. Ah, uh, have you seen it? It's got, he's got, it's got like the matte black plating on it like the old razor i used to have it's cool harry you're always trying to see draco these days (laughs) you're hanging out with draco a lot recently harry going Uh, on adventures with him yeah did you laugh at um harry's like little pity party where he brought up the fallen 50 yeah what the fuck was with that this is so i mean like i there's a better Ginny harry conversation coming up and i think this one because they're like coming back together right because they've started Mm -hmm. fighting jenny was like threatening to divorce him last time they were they were talking and then and now she's like coming to him be like i'm sorry uh i didn't realize it wasn't your fault and i still kind of think it was his fault so i'm like a little i mean (laughs) i don't know she's sort of like yeah he's being manipulated by delphi but like harry still sucked so i'm not sure it really matters whose fault that doesn't that's whatever they're just like coming (laughs) back together so that they can go on this mission and it can be have like a light tone instead of a we're all mad at each other tone, but mm-hmm. Harry has this like pity party in the middle where he says, I shouldn't have survived. It was my destiny to die. Even Dumbledore thought so. And yet I lived. I beat Voldemort. All these people, all these people, this boy, Craig, fuck <laughs> this boy, Craig, my parents, Fred, the fallen 50. And it's me who gets to live. Fallen 50 the is fallen capitalized 50. by the way. Yeah. RIP to the fallen 50. He's talking th- this this has such um I've been watching uh and and really enjoyed I finished it uh, person of interest recently. Oh hell yeah. Really great show. Uh had a lot of fun with it. Um especially in the early seasons there's this really funny thing they do where like cuz cuz it's a it's a procedural right and so like like they they've got to like profile everyone and figure out like why they're doing these crimes or like why these crimes are happening to them and there's always always a funny part in in the early episodes where someone says like oh after that fateful day or like after 9-11 <laughs> or after the towers fell or or after the recession like it like it, 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 they always circle back to that wow and this has this has that exact same vibe of like <laughs> the fallen 50 after we can't fall forget in, that after they after the 50 fell <laughs> after the 50 fell <laughs> <laughs> the fall who are the fallen 50 again it's like it's, the 50 people that died at the battle of hogwarts i guess we know like 10 oh, of that's them right right yeah uh, yes right i really wish that in here if he had been like the fallen 50 including lavender brown or like <laughs> the fallen the fallen 50 almost 51 but lavender brown recovered <laughs> I just want to know. I just, yeah, wait, is she out there? Like, <laughs> we never really said she was bleeding a lot. We know that, but I don't think we got like a total, you know, kill confirmation on that one. Yeah. They didn't get her dog tags right. back. She's out there, possibly. Um, <laughs> the mention of Craig here is also incredibly that funny. boy Craig. Craig, oh, I'm so sad about that guy. We we knew so much about him. This is going to come back, by the way, in an even funnier 
uh, conclusion, I think. Craig um, was an Auror, right? No, Craig was just, like, a dude at Hogwarts. Like, like it was, he's the guy who ran out of the, the bushes and during the task or whatever, and, and Delphi was like, see ya, zap. Yeah, but I thought, whatever. It does, it's Craig, you know? Craig Boker. <laughs> Craig Boker, no! Um, the, the thing about the, cause the, yeah, it, you were totally right, by the way, that like, I, I think Ginny, G- Ginny is sort of, uh, g- conceding a little bit too much in this argument, I think, mm-hmm. in a way where like this, this conversation was very interesting to me, to me, where, where I was like, I was reading this and going like, if this was a earlier part of a more dramatic story, this would be like, another like kicking the can down the road this relationship is about to explode thing yeah definitely because it's because it's such a moment of her like swallowing her pride a little bit and being like no we're both wrong and it's like "Mm, are you (laughs) yeah it's it's like she's taking she's admitting that he's not responsible for the literal outcome but that doesn't really matter about whether he did something wrong or not, right? Right. Yeah. Cuz cuz the 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 real argument they were having where where Ginny was like threatening divorce basically was like like what did you say to our son again, right? Like like pretty serious stuff like hey, I've noticed a pattern of you like fucking up talking to our son you know like you lose your temper and say some like insane shit to a 14 year old kid right you keep telling our son that you don't love him as much (laughs) like (laughs) yeah like she has plenty of grounds to be like "Eh, i don't know about this one man right and it's like yes they were also being manipulated by someone who wants to rebirth the dark but like it (laughs) equally could have been like oh and now he's like drinking and going to parties at school oh but it's not your fault someone bought him the beer <laughs> right yeah it's a little it, it, it's something that would it's it's a weird situation where it's like i would almost think this was good if this was about a relationship falling apart right but right it's not. yeah it's it's about them uh, shuffling the problem off stage literally so they can have a fun ending yep. right which is honestly to be fair completely in keeping with the way that a lot of problems in harry potter novels have been resolved before like anytime uh, uh, hermione and ron are fighting right like uh they just get over it hey they gotta, at least they we did shuffle harry. it right mm-hmm. like yes. it did get shuffled off and like a conversation did happen it's just mm-hmm. like a not very satisfying resolution it's a hang and they on, do have a <laughs> Yeah, and they do have a better conversation. Yeah, like they do. later that 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 I think kind of makes up for this one being a little lackluster. Well, this one just feels um, like they ran out of time. Like I'm just like, oh, we yeah. can't we can't have an arc for Harry and Ginny's relationship, right? That's mm-hmm. not what this is about. But they are fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it serves the Harry Albus story, not the Harry Ginny story. This is minus the part where they read the the message on the blanket. This also feels very cuttable to me. Yeah. Uh, what does not feel cuttable? No, no, no. Not budging on this one. They get they they rally the troops. They get Ron. They get Hermione. They get Draco, and they uh, head to Godric's Hollow with the Time Turner and. 
Draco's first observation about Godric's Hollow in the present day is, ooh, is that a farmer's market? I love him. He's so cool. I love Draco Malfoy in this play. He's the, he's the fanciest guy at the farmer's market. Oh, he! Could you imagine? He's 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 walking around. He's he, he's he's the, he's the talk of the town. He's uh, you know, he's a little bit eccentric. He's you know, people are whispering like, is that a, is that that Malfoy guy? But uh, you know, it turns out that he likes to support local business, and uh, uh, he, he's gonna buy some jam or something. He's gonna buy some jam and some soap. How nice! It's such a good image. I love it. <laughs> I, I, oh, Draco Malfoy MVP in this fucking play, no question. He's so funny. They kind of have a little bit of a, a, a you know, because Harry and Draco might have made up, but Ron and Hermione sure have some some words for him, especially Ron, who kind of goes off on Draco and and. Uh, uh, um, this time, <laughs> rather than it being a Spartacus moment. Uh, uh, sticking up for the president here kind of um, uh, backfires on Ron a little bit. It does. Um, Hermione is cool with Draco, I guess. Hermione recognizes that Draco is swaggy as fuck, is the thing. Is that he's a, he's a cool gentleman. He's not really an evil gentleman. He's m- kind of like a mellow gentleman uh, here. <laughs> yeah, he's the he's the evil gentleman, and he's on the other side of his redemption arc, right? <laughs> he's he's like he's like redeem, re, re, you know, reformed gentleman. Draco redeemed. <laughs> Draco reformed. Draco just wants to hang out at the farmers market and buy cool stuff. Um, and show off his like cool gadgets and trinkets. He, he Dr- Draco is 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 getting like the latest iPhone and like meeting Harry at the bar or whatever, and is like, <laughs> look, it has, it's got 128 gigs uh, of storage. It's got this new app. The camera is way better. Like takes a picture and shows Harry, and Harry's just like, uh huh. <laughs> That's the kind of uh, guy Draco is he now. He has a cool ponytail. Like the ponytail is like R- Ron. Oh, his opening volley is to say like old times with a few unwelcome ponytails added to the mix. Yeah, Draco. And then when, and then when Hermione is like, I I can fight my own battles, and I think we should be friends. Uh, Ron's uh 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 mea culpa is I think you have a nice ponytail. <laughs> like That's fucking even right. He can't. He can't, he can't pretend that the ponytail isn't sick as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a big fan of Draco. It is a weird, it's fun seeing the gang together like this, um, in, like, a normal quote-unquote setting where they're just, like, at, like, a wizard village, right? Mm -hmm. It, it, it is a little funny to me that it's, like, again, this is the president, this is the the minister (laughs) of magic, the head of the 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 police and like uh, Mark Zuckerberg or something are all hanging out. Oh, and also and also the joke shop guy. Like they're all just there. There's not like a security detail. No one's recognizing them. It's very it's very uh, whimsical, I guess. This idea that like the president just goes out on the weekend like this. Why does Ron have to own a joke shop? Yeah, the Ron Ron. Ron I don't know what's going on with Ron in they didn't, this play. I didn't know what to do with Ron, huh? Because like, <laughs> it's so clear to me that Draco just replaces Ron in in this play, right? Because Ron, there's nothing for Ron to do ever, and I don't mm-hmm. even think it's that's this play's fault. Ron hadn't mm-hmm. had anything to do since like book three, generously. Right. Yeah. It's uh, 
it's 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 not like um hmm how do i put this it's it's a situation where ron has the least to work with because despite being a character who is left kind of with nothing at the end of that story like 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 we don't know what is what what job aspiration he, he goes after or whatever um other than marrying Hermione, we just kind of like don't know what his deal is. But he is also like the most filled out character in that we've seen him for a very long time right. by the time the books are over. So like unlike Draco, where they get to kind of invent some fun stuff for him and kind of like mm-hmm. retool his personality a bit. Because yeah. like, like we haven't seen Draco that often. Like he's a... Uh, He's a big presence when he is in the books, but he's really not in the books that much. I mean, there's 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 a great moment in the earlier conversation between him and Harry. And like this is a total retcon, but this is the kind of retcon I really like, right? Where where he talks about how like, oh, my dad really wanted me to go into the ministry, but like if I could choose what I wanted to do, I would have like played played more Quidditch, right? And like that we have a there's wiggle room in chamber of secrets to kind of like guess at that and think like yeah okay sure like he got the fancy broom like harry got he was on the team uh and like he was a pretty good seeker like he nearly beat harry so it's like okay i can buy it i can see it but it's it's like wholly invented right like that's not what his character arc ever was yeah but it works I think that's Ron, all really plausible, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's 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 the kind of retcon that's like this didn't happen, but it's plausible, and it also adds some dimension to this character. Mm-hmm. So like, whatever, it's it's fine. It, it it makes total sense. Ron, on the other hand, there's way too much of him around to do anything like that with because yeah. you have you have no wiggle room. Yeah, we just know we we yeah. know way too much about his emotional life. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, probably more than most. Like, I don't think, I think that maybe his more than Hermione's even. But he's just not, yes. like, the. I know people like Ron. He's obviously, like, part of the trio. I don't think he stands on his own very well, and I don't think he's, like, a fan favorite character. Draco's just more fun. He's a fun character. Ron isn't a fun yeah. character. Yeah, which is very, very interesting, too, because Ron is, like, positioned as the fun character in this play. Uh-huh. And he just kind of isn't, like, he's not that uh, <laughs> powerful, I guess, from that position. He's he's not, uh, he's certainly not carrying it the way that Draco does whenever he's on, on stage. Um, I don't think he'd be in it if he didn't have to be. Right, like that's yeah, like the, you because you need the trio. Yeah, right? like, like you're checking the Harry Potter boxes. You, you just you just checked off the like. Okay, why is Dumbledore in the like final uh, fourth of the play? And then you also have to check the box. It's like yeah, Ron has to be there. Sorry, <laughs> I, I really think it would just be Draco, Hermione, and Harry if that was possible. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're yeah because like b- b- honestly both Weasleys right like both Ginny and. Uh, 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 Ron are sort of left with the least to do. Ginny, I think, at least gets some good scenes and some, like, a lot of, like, like we were discussing earlier, like, a lot of, like, potentially good moments, right? Mm-hmm. Um, um, but Ron just has nothing. <laughs> like, right. like, he is, uh, 
he 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 runs the joke shop. They don't really do anything with that. He's Hermione's husband. They don't do much with that outside of like this star-crossed lovers thing. Yeah, which, which really which, just which, takes the steam out of the Snape stuff, which I know I'm going to sound yeah. biased when I say that, but it, <laughs> it almost feels like they are echoes of each other. And even other than my Snape bias, it feels like it should have been one or the other. Like both of them are fine, but mm-hmm. I don't know. It was weird to have them one after another. Well, there was there was the Ron and Hermione moment where they get you know they have like the passionate embrace while the the Dementors kill them mm-hmm. right and suck their souls out and like that moment is good but it also happened like in play terms like three hours ago I think at this point oh, in the God. play yeah so they not only like did they kind of have a sort of rudimentary. Uh, uh, kind of mostly visual cathartic moment together as characters. It happened in an alternate timeline three hours ago. God so, damn it! So like, uh, Ron and Hermione Prime here in in the current timeline. It's like ah, uh, you're just kind of here, I guess, along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Which is too bad because like, maybe it should have just I, been Draco and Harry then. Tighten yeah, this thing like, up. Don't make it two plays. <laughs> Ginny and Hermione are like out uh, for the weekend. They're they're doing like a girls' trip or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ron is busy inventing a new uh, potion that makes you fart. Who cares? Yeah. Also, uh, it would have been very, it could have been like the Demi guys uh, comedy routine where it's like, haha, wife left for the vacation and uh, <laughs> dad got left in charge, babysitting the kids. Uh-oh, oh, they went fuck. back in time and ruined. <laughs> ruined all of and, time and Whoa. that's how they get the tincture yes because they go because albus they're they're like oh like we're stuck in godric's hollow where are we going to get this tincture to write on the blanket then they see a sign the rowdy demi guys is doing a type five <laughs> at the at the club in godric's hollow and he's like you ever notice how when wives go out for the weekend the uh, the husbands they don't know what to do with the baby <laughs> like they're like woo, the audience is going woo yeah woo excuse me <laughs> We're sir gonna get a lot of tincture out of this one <laughs> excuse me sir love your work uh is there do you have any any uh dimming guys tinctures? <laughs> like hey uh, i <laughs> i'll be running the merch booth after the show <laughs> <laughs> we're so good at fixing stuff <laughs> The rowdy Demi guy <laughs> is the key to all of this. That's where James is going, blowing those smoke rings, going to see the rowdy Demi guys show. That's that's where no, he brings he brings James up on stage. James, James <laughs> and Lily, we're, we're we're going to the show. That's how this all connects. James and Lily were going to the show, and the Demi guys is like. <laughs> Watch this, and he like takes the cigarette. He like takes James's cigarette and teaches him how to blow smoke rings for his kid. This is how. Oh, this is perfect. Babies this is- love this. <laughs> Albus was gonna have quite a story for Harry when they're back in time. Your parents—they took you to the comedy, the rowdy Demi guys. You loved it. Yo, know, the. the- <laughs> And it just that's at the end of the play and they're like and that's why that's why we can't cancel the rowdy demi cats <laughs> oh 
because my god. His comedy without his 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 <laughs> ribald comedy stylings, Harry wouldn't wouldn't be alive today. That's right. The, the world was saved by <laughs> by this guy's ex-wife jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck me. Um, they meet. They meet up with the kids, and they decide where are we going to have our most dramatic showdown? Uh, the church, of course. How how uh, visually exciting? Yeah, I was going to say thematic, how... but not really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's not let's not let's not go too far. Okay, here. Cool, cool looking. <laughs> visually interesting. Uh, Maybe yeah. Imogen Heap could write some cool, like, churchy, dramatic Ooh. music for it. Maybe. Do you think she's going to bring in, like, a pipe organ for maybe, these scenes? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. That could be cool. So they, they're all holed up in the church. They're kind of, they're, they're, they're figuring out, you know, what, what are we going to do? What's our actual plan here? Um, and, uh, uh, they decide we are going to. <sighs> Actually, okay, yeah, we got, I got to back up here. They they don't have a fucking plan. They decide to go to the church first with no plan. Yeah. Uh, because they figure Delphi will probably go there, and this will be, like, a good base of operations. Sure. This is where we get actually quite good scene between Ginny and Harry, um, because they get to the church, and I guess Albus takes a nap because he's tired because it's... Yeah, you know, he's 14, you know? Yeah, past his bedtime. Ginny and Harry have a have a conversation. And speaking speaking of um character kind of like retroactive stuff that, that works for me, um this is this was a very much another like uh oh the, Jack Thorne read the books and thought the same thing we did mm-hmm. uh moment where Ginny's like, actually it really sucked being controlled by Voldemort. Yeah. Um, and- yeah, like this is this is good. This is a good moment. Some acknowledgement of that is pretty nice since her character is so threadbare. And honestly, mm-hmm. that probably elevates this in my mind from it just being. I I guess so. Ginny in this, I enjoy seeing more of her. However, on the other hand, it's almost like it could be anyone. Like she's literally mm-hmm. playing the wife right like yeah. you could cross out Ginny out of like all of this and just write <laughs> wife and it's just like that's her character right uh yeah it, it, like wife slash mom right she's there mm-hmm. to kind of scold uh her husband for being a bad dad right but I think that this part yeah. elevates it out of that by her like purely by her bringing up the chamber of secrets and having some mm-hmm. of her own insight about being manipulated right like i think that's yes. really cool and probably like the most she's ever had to say that is about her like books and play and movies and anything yeah. right yeah yeah this, this this moment where she's like you know no one wanted to talk to me after i nearly uh, killed everyone with a basilisk in Hogwarts because a because an evil guy you know controlled me with a diary right like like it was very funny reading Chamber of Secrets and having that just resolve automatically um, and so so having her get to say like actually like for me uh, that sucked and it was nice when uh, uh, you played Exploding Snap with me which again not, something we never ever saw uh, this is entirely backfill stuff um but it but it does a lot of heavy lifting here and 
I wouldn't say it rescues it from being like her just being perfunctory, like maternal character, right? But mm-hmm. it 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 is at least something. It's it's at least nice to see her acknowledge that she is a character with an interior life, right? Yeah. I mean, she gives, Um, like, I think that what she, the emotional core of this conversation is really quite touching. Um, Yes. And the fact that it was able to be framed in her feeling like a real person with, like, traits of her own Mm -hmm. was really nice. I think that that, that, that's, this is going to be my, that was deft, probably my only Uh one in this act. Um, Yeah. uh, Great thing for Ginny's character, because I think other than that, from what I remember of the novels, the only time she gets a character is when she just literally says what her character is. Like, if it's like, Mm -hmm. she is brave. I'm brave. Yeah. I'm brave. I do sports. I'm not like other girls. Yeah. Et cetera. Um, it's, it's the, this, this moment here where she says, uh, uh, well, Harry says I would do anything for him. Um, talking about his son mm-hmm. and Ginny says, Harry, you do anything for anybody. You were pretty happy to sacrifice yourself for the world. He needs to feel specific love. Um, which I think is a really good line. Yeah. Like, like that is a really good, it, it's, it's a nice, counter to like 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 everyone loves harry uh, everyone meaning the audience here right like mm-hmm. like everyone loves harry because he's so selfless and good right. right which is true to a degree in that he like he had all these adventures where he you know threw himself into heroic sacrifices over and over again but but it's nice to have the story acknowledge that like that's not the same thing as like telling one person what they mean to you right which yeah. is Something that is never broached in 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 the books yeah. ever, uh, um, and I and I like that in Harry Potter, which is it it purports to be so much about love, right, and selfless <laughs> love, and so to have that kind of brought up, like there's some some nuance there is interesting. It's kind of it it twists it and asks a question like, what does that mean <laughs> then in the context that it's in. Yeah, yeah, and and I think it's also because like 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 it, it is unfortunate that at the end of the day, for the most part, Ginny is just as you say, like the wife character, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think that this this also, to me at least, characterizes or or does a good job of um, decoupling the Lily Harry storyline from it being like oh the inherent power of being a mom right uh-huh. uh which is which is treated as this like sacred magic in in the in the original novels where it's like well you 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 have this magical love power because you had a mom who loved you right and and Voldemort doesn't cuz he didn't which is a really one of those things where it's like it, it sounds very very nice and fluffy and then the more you think about it the weirder it gets right mm-hmm. And I think that Ginny telling Harry, who is a father, that he needs to love his son, uh, it's 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 at least a nice way to decouple it from like, oh, well, like like mothers specifically, capital M mothers, the feminine is the only uh, uh, love that grants you this like special power, right? Um, it's it's right. it's it it, it 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 makes it uh, 
a little feel a little less nasty <laughs> I, I guess it's just too bad that it also has to come from Ginny in this play who is also like the mom character yeah so. yeah that's a little unfortunate <laughs> but if you if you take it as its own thing I, I do kind of appre- it's like it, it does give it like be like the like being a parent does not make that a given right like it doesn't make (laughs) it a given that you always know what your child needs because of your magic love powers right yes yeah uh and it is through this conversation um that Ginny and harry realize that delphi isn't coming to kill harry potter she's coming to meet her father um, dun, dun, dun. which i which i think is a very interesting thing uh an interesting idea for this character and we'll put a pin in that shall that we it's an interesting we'll a, idea it's a very interesting idea that perhaps this scary villain has some pathos mm-hmm. um that, that that would uh be worth examining we'll put a pin in that mm-hmm. we'll, we'll come mm-hmm. back to that <laughs> because in the next scene they come up with their plan to make a fake dad for her fake dad time it's polyjuice potion back back at it again we're back in the polyjuice potion world uh bethilda bagshot also had polyjuice potion ingredients so they and her door is unlocked so they went and got all of that is she just like Um, at home (laughs) i don't know where is she is she on vacation Oh, uh, she well actually she's having dinner with the rowdy demi guys. Oh, okay, um, yeah. He's he's cuz you know, she's an interviewer, right? So uh, uh and a historian, so she's writing a book on uh, She's an autobiographer, State. isn't she? Or That's a biographer, right. I suppose. Yeah, she's she's writing a, a you know, a, a story or a, a a book about stand-up comedy in the wizarding world. So, it's a naturally she's whining and dining the rowdy demi guys uh, so people are just going in and out of her house all night right getting crap from her cupboards yeah the, the the plan they come up with is with polyjuice potion we they're going to lure her into a trap uh by making a fake voldemort um who and then i guess they will while she's talking to fake voldemort they will citizens arrest her they have a long argument about who gets to be Voldemort in this situation, which I think is very fun. It sure makes it feel like they want me to think it's a very profound decision. Yeah. I think the, I think I agree. It's a fun uh, back and forth for all the characters, but I have a very hard time buying into like the emotional weight of this decision. It's, it's fun up until the point where Harry makes it serious. Yeah. You know? Like everyone's having a fun time. Like Draco's like, ah, I, I'm, uh, you know, my my family were Death Eaters. I know what he's like. And Ron's like, I'm the most chilled out guy, so I will be good at like not being rattled, I guess, by whatever. Yeah, Delphi he like has calls them say. all intense. He's like, I, it, <laughs> it will do less damage to me than any of you more intense people. Um, <laughs> right. yeah. I, also. That this moment made me realize that they made Ron like the stoner character, like not literally, yeah, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't quite come around to that until he said, "I'm probably the most chilled out of all of us." I was like, "Oh, are you, are you the stoner?" <laughs> yeah, is he the? Is he like the the Jeff Bridges Big Lebowski character here? <laughs> like, 
Yeah, it's very, very odd uh, characterization there. But it is like a fun back and forth until Harry is like, no, I will do it. And I just wanted one of them to be like, yeah, we were just sort of like playing around, man. Like we were, we were God, having we were fun. we were waiting for you to say that. Yeah, we knew you were going to say it eventually. We just wanted to like have some fun lines together. Um, but go off. Uh, he... He says he should do it because he knows parcel tongue, which she will check for, which also, to be fair, it feels very obvious that 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 he should be the one, given that he also had Voldemort's soul in him for 18 years, right? So uh, yeah, but Ron knows some parcel tongue. <laughs> that's true. He know he, he he taught himself some. He did. So yeah, okay. That's true. And he is a chilled out guy, so you know, it kind of evens out, I suppose, from that perspective. Um, their plan is that they are going to, uh, you know, so so he will meet with Delphi. Uh, they'll discuss the route they're going to take to go kill Harry or whatever they're going to do or not kill Harry. And then they zap her, um, which is cute. Yeah. They, and Draco says zap her like ugh, these people. Draco. Draco is really annoyed that they keep saying zap her. They're not as fancy as me. I love I love yeah. Draco in this. He's cute. He's he again, he's the MVP. He is. He's he is the one holding this this crew together. If if oh by the way, thank you to everyone, all of our listeners who who rushed to tell us in the comment section on Patreon that uh Harry uh Drary Buddy Cop thick is like very popular apparently. Oh yeah. Uh, I believe it. I support it. Um, I love them. I, I'm I'm pro, uh, especially if any of them are based on this version of Draco. Sounds great. Yeah, go with God. Love it. Absolutely. Um, so they decide they're gonna zap her, and then they transform. What is it that they use? What What's their? Because you need a piece of someone I, to turn into them. I'm I'm confused because I think that they were like, oh, let's do Polyjuice. And then they didn't. And they were like Transfiguration. And then someone was like, what if he gets permanently stuck that way? Oh, that's right. But then they, did, they just did it anyway. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, it, it is Transfiguration, not Polyjuice. I forgot about that. Um, uh uh, it could not hold. She could see through it. Okay, yeah. So they're they're talking about the ch- changing to transfiguration. There's this very vividly described transformation sequence that I'm very curious about how that works in a play. Um, that should be interesting to see, I guess. But on a purely technical level, I'm like, huh? How do you, how does that work? How do how do you get that that uh, on stage? I have um, some lore concerns. I hate to have <laughs> I hate to have lore concerns. Ooh. Yeah, lay it on me. Are What's they, the lore concern? Are they describing like Voldemort post resurrection? Because I'm pretty sure that Voldemort at this point in time just looked like oh, a guy. That's a really good point. That's mm, I never thought and of now, that. And now Delphi might not know that, but mm-hmm. I don't know why they would think. But she probably would too, because she was like a faithful Death Eater. And as they had said, or not a faithful Death Eater, but like a. Voldemort fanatic, right? But as they said, yeah. like the wizarding war-, war was so documented, like that was said like two scenes ago. So I think that yeah. the resurrection would be well well known, but at this point in time he just would have been a guy. He wouldn't be a monster. Because we even see, yeah, we see like 
close-ish to this era of Voldemort in yeah, in flashbacks. We see this day because he we get the flashback of him walking around, and be like, "I could kill a kid right now, but I have, <laughs> I'm, right. I'm looking to kill that's a right. specific yeah. kid, yeah. not this random one I'm seeing." But there, there's the scene before that too, where he goes to Dumbledore and he's like, "It's not too late to give me that job I wanted," right? Right. And it describes it describes him, and and there's also the scene where he meets um the collector. Uh, the yeah. Horcrux Collector lady, right? Yeah, um, and he has, like, and, the, the red eye flashes, but he's mostly just, like, a dude. Yeah, like, he's handsome. described as, like, he's Tom, he's he's still handsome Tom Riddle, but he's, like, a little more sallow, right? And he's got, like, uh, he, he's a little uh, more nasty looking, but it's, 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 like, Tom Riddle still. That's a really good point. So this could just be he's becoming a guy, like, a different guy, and obviously mm-hmm. for, like, a play, they could really play up how sinister that is right with some music and some lighting etc but i'm like are they gonna make make like scary no nose voldemort like monster version voldemort because that doesn't make sense and two this is a little bit like this is gonna be my like fan understanding moment or like my, Mm -hmm. my hater understanding moment I thought there was going to be a better, quote unquote, explanation of why Harry can suddenly speak Parseltongue again. Right. Because I thought it was going to be some sort of like time issue where it was like, oh, Voldemort is a lot like I have the Horcrux in this timeline because Voldemort was never killed. Right. That's kind of what my assumption was, too. And I thought that that would have made this whole um showdown in a church thing kind of impossible because harry still doesn't do occlumency presumably right so i mean delphi might not be a legilimens i suppose or not know but how Vol- but real voldemort is oh yeah and would be here right and so we'd get like voldemort going like why the fuck is 40 year old harry potter in this church kicks the door down and shoots him with mm, gun spell right yeah but it's only Queenie that can do legitimacy just in the area. Oh, sure. Because it's Snape yeah. that shows what legitimacy <laughs> is like, where he has to point his wand and say legitimacy right. and look you in the eyeballs. Oh, uh, that's it's true. It's very romantic. <laughs> yeah, it's a little... Uh, yeah, I didn't think about the resurrection thing, but that's a really good point. Voldemort would not look like what we know Voldemort to look like at this stage. So yeah, it's all that stuff is just like, I'm not, I'm not bothered, but I'm just like, I was expecting something different. And then I'm surprised by the, I'm a little bothered by it. I got to admit, (laughs) I'm a little, but that's, that one matters to me. Cause that's like the whole, he comes back and he's like scary, right? Like he's a, maybe it's just, maybe what it means isn't that, I guess let's see what it says. Voldem- uh, the transfiguration is slow and monstrous, and the form of Voldemort emerges from Harry, and it's horrendous. He turns, he looks a- around at his friends and family, they look back aghast. And I'm just like, that's not really like... That, to me, sounds like Voldemort post-resurrection transformation. Yeah, he's a monster guy. Granted, it could be more figurative, like the play makes it scary and they're mm. disturbed by Tom, Rutt, but they wouldn't have like seen it. So I don't know. I we'll see how it looks in the play. If yeah, it is post resurrection yeah. Voldemort, I'm going to be a little, that will probably bother me, but I don't know what they do. 
let's move to their fateful meeting with Delphi in the church. Mm-hmm. So, so everyone but Harry hides, um, uh, and they uh, they let Harry stand there dramatically, waiting for Delphi, who uh, who has been following him. He, I guess he, like, walks around a bit outside to get her attention and then walks back <laughs> in the I church. Which I guess probably means that he's not, like, a snake monster, right? I don't know. This is going to bother me for the rest of this episode now. Like, <laughs> like if it is post-resurrection Voldemort, that makes no sense. Fuck. But, but Delphi is uh, is following him, and she sort of, like, you know, appears as, like, I, I'm following you, my lord. I'm your cool daughter. Um, and Harry tries to do a good job of being... Voldemorty to her. I I do like this exchange, in that like, and again the pin, the pin is still in this one mm-hmm. because I, there's there's a lot I want to talk about about how this play handles the end of Delphi's story arc here. Um, but I like how kind of pathetic Delphi is here. Yeah, like like she just kind of wants to meet her dad. It's sad. Yeah, it's a little sad. Uh, there's there's a bit where she's like I'm I'm your daughter and Harry as Voldemort is like if you were my daughter I'd know of you and and it says Delphi looks at him imploringly she makes the pleading emoji at him like Aww. please I'm I'm your I'm your daughter you gotta believe me um they they get into the mechanics of it they they. <laughs> They, they argue. I, I don't know why Harry, like, argues with her so much about this, <laughs> given that they had, like, a time limit. It really feels like, like, like if Draco is hiding behind a pew or whatever while they're having this argument, it's, it, this is like a Curb Your Enthusiasm bit where Harry's ruining the plan by, like, trying to get <laughs> to, to, like, and, and you're sure that it wasn't... <laughs> You're sure that that you're not like Drake or uh, Draco Malfoy's daughter from the future or something? Because he's because they like argue about like oh Rodolphus told you that that you were Bellatrix's daughter, but you don't look like Bellatrix. You didn't get the best of her, or whatever the fuck that. Oh, means. you're my daughter. Like, well, did you know that the Malfoys have a super time turner? So it's sort of up in the air. It's. <laughs> Kind of, I can, can see it going either way. I mean, you don't look that much like Bellatrix. Ah. Very weird. I don't know what the fuck he means by you didn't get the best of her, other than I guess he's just being insulting. Just which being is, mean. Really- is that what Harry thinks Voldemort's like, like in his off hours? Like he's just a fucking jerk? Just like, going I mean, around not- saying mean stuff? I guess it's not that far off. Like he's just being very catty to people. But like, mm, you're not as hot as your mom? Question mark. Huh. Like really weird, really weird thing for him to like project onto Voldemort. I guess. Um. Uh. And uh, she eventually proves it by uh uh you know she she tries speaking parcel tongue. Harry's like, uh, for some reason that still doesn't. Prove it to me again. Not sure why Harry is really. I don't know why that wouldn't prove it. <laughs> They're driving a real hard bargain here as fake Voldemort. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then she's like, "Okay, wise guy, check this out." And she starts flying, and Harry's like, "Holy fuck, you can fly! I taught you to fly." Um, when they had this back and forth, did you think the twist was going to be that it was real Voldemort? Because I did this whole oh. this whole time, I thought for sure it was going to be like, wait, that's not Harry. 
Oh, because Harry like because Harry went and like walked around outside yeah, or whatever. And it was just real Voldemort that was there. Oh, that I I did not think of that, but reading this again, I can totally see. I that. was like one hundred percent sure because I'm like, why would he not be convinced by the parcel tongue? Yeah, why why would Harry when when Harry's goal is to like stall her here as Voldemort so they can they can like capture her? Mm-hmm. Why is his plan to act really incredulous and like? be mean to her i guess i i i guess i guess it's in the service of him making her believe that he's voldemort but like surely if he's got her like in a conversation now is the time to just zap her as as they said right so it's it, it's a little i can totally see like yeah this the, the reason he's asking these much more um difficult questions is because he is voldemort yeah and like yeah i, I don't know yeah. like if i think that seeing how like deferent she's being to him he mm-hmm. could have just been like come closer and let me look at you or something like that probably would have worked right yeah i don't know which he does do that too it takes a long Af- time there's a lot of proof that needs to be submitted <laughs> first so she proves that she can fly and harry i harry is like horrified by this i for some reason i also he- am i also am um <laughs> I is this implying that that uh, Voldemort taught someone other than Snape to fly? <laughs> I, thought, I thought they were the only ones with that power. <laughs> um. So he so so she demonstrates that, and then the transfiguration starts wearing off, and Harry is like, "Uh, uh come into the dark. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna stand in the <laughs> shadow, but if you could step into the light for me, and." Uh, uh, so I could get a closer look at you, and, and then she's like, "Wait a second, you're not fucking, you're not my dad, you're not Voldemort." And they have, they start blasting, they start fighting, mm-hmm. big action sequence, Woo-hoo! and uh, it's very expensive sounding. Uh, pews are flying, spells are shooting, smokes in the air, and uh, Delphi's like, "You think you can beat me?" fake Voldemort and Harry's like no but I have the power of shonen friendship with me and yeah. all his friends finally come in the room and are like blow blow zapper it kind of doesn't work though uh, they all run in and then she locks the door behind them it's like okay I'll just kill all of you then stupid like, she rocks yeah she's the bit where she's like mm, should I kill them yeah okay I, I'm bored I'm gonna kill them all pretty good like she's still got it yeah and um finally after a very long and exhausting sounding action sequence they 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 get her with the, the binding spell they knock her over and they're like, great, now we can kill her. Uh, and then they have a very quick moralizing session about, like, no, we can't do that. Um, <laughs> this this whole bit, this whole bit is um, rushed, I guess, is kind of how I would describe it. Um I don't know. What what do you what do you f- how do you feel about this this resolution here? Uh, what I said earlier, uh I can't remember which scene where I said something about it like verging into like too childish where it loses the all ages appeal. That's what mm-hmm. this is to me. This is the yeah. this is the end of an episode of Blue's Clues, you know? Actually, it's <laughs> it's the end of um Scooby Doo to me. I mean it's yes. like literally just like, oh, she's tied up and the mask like it's like, oh, this 
it's Delphi, you're gonna go and uh, you're gonna go away to prison for a long time after this one. That's just yeah. like it's just I I feel nothing. I feel nothing, and and I think what's worse is that this feels like a major missed opportunity for a play that I think otherwise was very uh, 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 intelligently in conversation with Harry Potter as a story framework, Mm -hmm. you know? First of all, obviously, I don't want them to just, like, blast Delphi to pieces here, but... I think that maybe there should have been a little more uh, 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 consternation about that for drama's sake, first of all, right? Like, like I mean, the 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 speed which with her like, and we're sending her to jail is a bit uh, funny to me. The second thing that I think is the, is the, is the, is the is the bigger missed opportunity, and the thing I think is handled quite badly here, is that. We were given so much characterization of Delphi as a parallel to Harry, and they even talk about it in the scene of like, like you know, uh, her, she's an orphan. You'll always carry that. It made her make bad decisions because she was raised by, you know, she was raised by fucking like evil Death Eater guys, and she didn't want to kill Harry. She wanted to meet her father very earnestly. Right. And so there's all this stuff here where it's like, okay, I see exactly where this is going. They are going to bring her back into the present and we're going to get like reformed Delphi who realizes that like this wasn't the only path available to her. Mm -hmm. Right. The same way that Harry like stepped away from from darkness when he faced Sirius or something. Right. Mm -hmm. Nope. You're going to jail. We're taking you back to jail. We're taking you to torture prison, which I here's this is a thing I struggled with because like I I we I've always said I don't need stories to agree with me. Right. I don't need Harry Potter to be a prison abolition story. Um, But at the same time, it's weird in canon for them to be so gung ho about sending her to torture jail when Every person in this room has personal experience with why Azkaban is like a fucking nightmare world, right? Like, that solves nothing. Harry, like, Harry watched Sirius deteriorate because of Azkaban after he was wrongfully imprisoned there. Draco, like, his dad's there. Yeah. Right? I think so. His mom and dad are there. Um, and we know that Lucius was, like... <laughs> mm, I <laughs> like, think Lucius was, like, exonerated. I, oh, was he? I Is, thought was, so, because it was, like, the... I think it was all because, like, Narcissa t- saved Harry, basically. Right. That's true. He learned then, the error of his ways. Okay. Yeah, I, like, I knew... I, they, they definitely got but cold whatever. feet with all the, all the Death Eater stuff. But, like, but like Azkaban, not good I mean, Lucius them, did right? go to Azkaban, but he was broken at broken out of it or whatever yeah uh and then harry also like like fucking uh uh, delphi's mom bellatrix uh was turned into like a killing machine by being sent to azkaban for too long right so like every single character here knows how azkaban solves nothing and just makes these like like troubled people worse so 
th- this is such a weird thing for them to do to Delphi, especially when the reason that she can't have a redemption arc is because she killed a character who we never saw outside of the scene where he gets killed basically it's it it the 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 mechanism of her going too far to be redeemed here is so flimsy um i just don't think she needed to have gone too far Mm -hmm. ever right like what does that do other than make this like scooby-doo ending happen and be like the only real option. Yeah, we we just we we see all of her character development line up to be like ah she is just as tragic as our hero right like like she she is simply Harry on the other side of the tracks more or less mm-hmm. um um and instead of kind of reaching out and being like okay like we can solve again in a story about how you can always choose to be better, right? Like, Draco is a character who who has done that in this story. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, Harry and Draco are to Albus and Delphi, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And Scorpius even had that conversation with uh, with uh, Lucius, right? Mm-hmm. In, uh, in the Nightmare World. It was Draco, but yeah. Or, or Draco, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with, with, with with Draco, where where like he they 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 talk about this explicitly. So I feel like this is a really weird. This feels like a like just a missed putt or something. I don't know. It's it's just like a whoa. Why? Like I this is not where I was expecting this play to go. No, uh, it's kind of shocking to be honest. I yeah. I kind of like did a double take on this one where I'm like, that's it. We're yeah. do, we're doing the like you're going to jail ending for this character and like i think that there are a lot of easy other options frankly i don't i don't think that going to jail is like a satisfying conclusion for delphi it's 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 just a because because jail in a story like this is just uh it's not like about prison it's not about jail it's just like okay and they are not part of the story anymore like you know yeah it's like, <laughs> like we don't want to not... kill them on screen but they're they're <laughs> they're done right yeah they're done they're not part of the story anymore they have been removed from from the society the danger of the story. is over yeah and again it's like it's not I don't need the story to agree with my politics here uh, specifically it is just it is extra weird to see it presented this way when all of the pieces here sure seemed like they were lining up for a really easy slam dunk. Like, like, uh, you know, if you're willing to work on yourself, we could, we would love to have you. You'll be our, our first, uh, uh Hogwarts like held back student, right. Or something <laughs> like that. And then they get to like meet her in the halls and she's like, ah, I'm having a great time in third year potions. I'm 28 or whatever. I yeah. don't know. Like it's, like it's silly but like like it's it, you know that would also be uh like very children's story and very very like morally simplified or whatever but it's like it felt like that's where the story was going with all this stuff of her like having this genuine wound that she was nursing and being like I just want to meet my dad right, right. like i yeah it's a, it's a, a weird way to just shuffle her out of the story i guess yeah, and she and it is a, it is quite the shuffle, shuffle away. Um, it's it's extremely abrupt. I mean, she's my new favorite character for sure. Yeah. So it's like sort of a bummer. 
the the upshot of this is that like she could probably break out of Hell Azkaban. Hell yeah, she you know? could. <laughs> and then we get more evil. Delphi. That's right. But 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 like it, it's just such it's it's they're sending their their the reason that they have to send her there is because she killed the guy. Yep. Fair enough. But the guy she killed was invented by the story just to be killed. Yeah. To make this so it's a it's a self-inflicted story problem right of like i would simply not put the character who exists to be murdered in there yep i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know i mean what she did was bad right not the killing but like everything else trying to rebirth the dark etc but i don't know she she either could have had had the redemption right or she could have been offered a hand and say no um and escaped somehow uh, mm-hmm. probably escaped in time somehow in a way that i don't know i i like the idea of her like escaping to the future or something and then being like <laughs> well she's still out there uh-oh t- or if she gets like stranded somewhere with like 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 they they send her she she turns back in time with the swaggy time turner but like it breaks on the way or something yep. and it's like oh she's stranded in uh some mysterious future or past or whatever and they're like we don't know where she is that would be cool she's out there augury is out there somewhere in time yeah that's the other thing it's like she doesn't have to be redeemed either it's just this is the least satisfying on both ends way to do it Mm um it's just so weird having this character who has um thematic connections to basically everyone in the cast like like she she and Harry share a similar story. She and Albus share a similar story in that, like, again, with if 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 we remove the very flimsy murder of a random guy who was invented to get murdered in the story, uh, she did nothing that Harry isn't willing to forgive because he forgives his son for it, right? Uh-huh. Uh uh even even albus is like well i almost destroyed the world right and 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 harry's like yeah but you didn't right um and you're my son and i love you and we all make mistakes and we have crazy adventures in this family mm-hmm. right so if if <laughs> I, I, yeah i don't know it, it's just it's it's it, it, it's the kind of resolution that feels like the kind of thing you get on a tv show or like an actor quits the show or gets fired or like you know has to go on maternity leave for uh, <laughs> like a whole season yeah. or something and they have to go like okay well mm, they're in jail you're going to jail <laughs> or they're on vacation right like it's just it's so it, it's a it's a conclusion for her character that utilizes absolutely nothing interesting that we learned about her right which is too bad because she was fun and uh I, I feel like there was some potential for you know whether she's redeemed, whether she re- rejects being redeemed, whether she escapes in time. F- so many fun options that are left on the table here. Yeah, honestly, it's it's kind of a bummer. I feel like there could have been something done that's more fun related to her, like having to realize that like her idea of her of her dad is not like not real right because it's all that like oh you can't like rewrite the pad like you can't go back you're always going to be an orphan right and that's what harry Mm -hmm. says but no she's going to jail 
Yeah, she's going to she's going to torture prison again. The prison staffed by Dementors, which, as we saw in this play, are an inhumane thing to subject people to. Yeah, but she killed Craig. But she killed Think Craig. Think of the Fallen so... Fifty. It's the Fallen Fifty One fallen... now. <laughs> Great. Fuck Craig. Damn yeah. it. Uh, if it wasn't for Craig, this would have all all worked out. Um. All of this is a little weird. Yeah. But it's nowhere near as weird as the scene that immediately <laughs> comes after it. Once they have decided what they're doing. Um, <coughs> so they they decide, okay, we're sending her to torture prison, everything, and that's the end of that. Um, but then they all realize that, uh, uh, uh-oh, it's still Halloween, and that means that by doing this, we're still letting Voldemort kill James and Lily. Damn it. After the that cool would... smoke rings, even, he smoked his last <laughs> smoke ring. <laughs> he smoked his last smoke ring, and they're like... Harry's like, I can't, I can't bear to watch my parents get murdered well, again. Too fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess to make him feel better, everyone's like, <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> we'll all watch your parents get murdered. Why? Why? What the fuck? Why? Just don't, just turn, just don't watch. Just leave. Walk, use that time turner and get the hell out of here. <laughs> Just go. Just leave. You don't have to watch this. This exchange is so insane. So uh, Albus is like, there is something you could do to stop him, but you won't. Draco, that's heroic. Ginny takes Harry's hand. Ginny, you don't have to watch Harry. We can go home. Harry, I'm letting it happen. Of course I have to it watch. It already happened. You're in the past. <laughs> That's what they should have said. That's what I would say. He's seen it in his dreams over and over again. And it didn't really, like, I don't know. It wasn't, like, very cathartic for him then. Um, and then Hermione says, then we'll all witness it. Ron, we'll all watch. Why? Don't they even Dude. let the kids watch? Yes, because, because... Harry flinches as green light flashes around the auditorium. Harry takes his hand, grasps hold of it. He needs it. He's getting emotional support from his son. His 14-year-old kid as he's like, yes, I'm. let's watch your grandparents get murdered. What? Fucking murdered. Is, is, is... <laughs> Is like Albus has Albus been on like Rotten.com or something? Is Albus like watching watching wizards die on Live Leak and it's like, eh, it's not seen worse. Like, what what's happening here? This is crazy. Insane. This is the craziest deployment of the like I can't hold all this milk thing that I've ever seen. (laughs) Like it, it it is bananas. They just all watch the f- uh, a family diet and also to be clear not only that not only are they watching a family diet but 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 they are watching a guy more or less like point a, a gun at a baby and pull the trigger and i know that they know that it's fine because i guess you know harry lives or whatever but like that's just an insane thing to watch i don't think like, I I don't think anyone needs to watch someone get murdered if they can help I, it that's <laughs> right. what I think. Strong. Maybe, maybe this is a little too PC of me, <laughs> but, but I think 
I think, personally, nobody really needs to watch anyone being murdered. Yeah, I just, I don't know, if my... If my 14-year-old kid was like, it's okay, I'll watch this murder happen, I'd be like, no, no, do not. Yeah! <laughs> what the fuck? Do not, 14-year-old hey. child. I do not need your emotional support, because I am the adult. I need... I, if, I'm if i so glad that my son was here to watch this with me so I could reach out to someone. Like, what? All of you are the worst parents that have ever lived. Like, what is going on here? This is a big-time parenting fail, is what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just going on, am I the asshole? And being like, so I made my kids watch my parents get murdered. <laughs> yeah, uh, we knew it was going to happen. <laughs> Con- yeah, context. We knew it was going to happen. No, we couldn't I was do anything about it. No, we didn't have to watch. <laughs> no one was making us do it. That's the, also like the Harry like gives a play by play to everyone while they're watching it. And he <laughs> makes sure to point out that his mom was beautiful. Like while she's being shot with a gun. This is so basically. fucked. I hate this so much. <laughs> I, I am like piecing together an almost theory about like sort of like a metatextual reading of this plot like because you know we're all watching and like we're we're reading the sequel that that someone else wrote but you can't change the past and like i kind of can see a thread from like the first scene of this act where it felt like it was sort of opening it up with the meeting Mm -hmm. and like we were all the audience seeing the president like tell us that something bad was happening right like i can i could piece it together right i could come up with a better thesis about that um but you can't put whatever that is above like how completely insane this is right yeah it's 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 weird because if you're thinking about like what this is in context of the wizarding world right Mm -hmm. like this is the this is their first 9-11 oh this is like when my eighth grade teacher made us watch the like enya (laughs) amv of (laughs) 9-11 so so, yeah because it's like okay because obviously battle of hogwarts is like the actual 9-11 metaphor in the story in a very funny way but if we're just like thinking about this from like 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 what what is this event that they are witnessing to like wizard culture uh-huh. and like I I think that there is a uh, if you if you are just like thinking broadly about stories about time travel and changing the past and about how there are tragedies that happen that you can't undo right like you can't no one can go back in time and un like murder Harry's parents. You can't go back in time and un 9-11 from happening, mm-hmm. right? You have to deal with it. If it's something that means something to you and and affected you, you have to carry that, but you can't change it. I get that part of the story, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that it's it's accepting you you give me the you know, give me the grace to accept the things that I cannot change, blah blah blah, right? However, the healthy way to, way to deal with that is not to go on YouTube and search up not, videos of 9-11 to, like, re-traumatize yourself, Oh, to, and to show right? your, the eighth graders in your class? Yeah, to, like, pull 
someone's like pull your kids in and be like, hey, check this out. Here's someone dying. Like, it's yeah, it's no, very it's even muddled. worse than that. It's like here's grandma and grandpa dying in 9/11. Yeah, yeah. Here's like webcam footage of them specifically. <laughs> like, it's demented. It is a really bizarre ending to this to this story. I I, I think that like. Honestly, if you needed to have this scene, if it was like the box that you had to check, like, oh, in a Harry Potter thing, we have to see Lily and James die or whatever. Or like if he was like so married to this like meta text idea of like Mm -hmm. us watching what happened in the original Harry Potter novels or whatever, um, the... Uh, gold-plated time turner was manufactured so probably just like make up a reason why they had to right or like oh we got stuck and couldn't get out and we have to see it before we can leave or like that's our cue or like something like make something up as to why you have to do this i i think that like if if i am i'm putting my fix-it hat on all right right um if i was told Okay, so first of all, you can't cut this insane scene completely. I think the way to do it would be like they are witnessing this as they are time turning away, right? Like the timing just worked it's out like, that oh, way, shit. unfortunately. Yeah. And they're like trying to get they're trying to get away before it happens because they don't want to watch people get murdered. Right. right? <laughs> um and, you know, and they don't want to be tempted to intervene. And, like, I, I would have it be like, oh, Harry, you know, they, they do a they do a Sodom and Gomorrah thing, right? Where it's like, they're like, don't don't turn around, Harry. Like, like you don't, like, we, ha- we got to go. You can't look at this. And he, like, I don't know. Like, you, you see it start happening just as the time turner goes off, right? And he, like, maybe gets a glimpse of it or something. Or, yeah. Or, or, and, or turns away and doesn't, you know? Yeah, like, and if then you, his, like, like, kid holds his hand and they, you Yeah. Know. Because they know what's happening, but they're not watching it like it's a TV show, right? Yeah, and right? we like, all know what's happening, too, because we're like, oh, yeah. yeah, we read that book. So it works right. both ways. Yeah, yeah, because that, that that delivers the same emotional punch without... This does the... not deliver an emotional punch because it's crazy. <laughs> I, I, like, there is, I had no emotional punch because the whole time I was like, what on earth are they doing? Yeah, just like standing around watching a murder happen and being like, we can't do anything about this. We didn't like, have to watch it either, but well, damn it, we're doing it. Yeah, I, yeah, I I just, what a, what a weird decision to make here. Um, uh, especially because once they're back, everything seems mostly fine. Yeah. Um, uh, there is a scene, I don't want to waste any air on this. The Hagrid shit. Boring. Oh, yeah, whatever. I forgot that Unbelievably existed. boring. Yeah. This is just, just yeah. this is fan service, but not for us. Yeah, yeah. This, this is the candy yeah, well, for um every single person who has posted uh why is it Albus Severus and not Albus Hagrid? <laughs> Rubius, yeah, yeah. This is where I'm getting up to go pee. Like, yep. like I if yeah, I, I don't care about this part one bit. Um but once they're back, they seem mostly fine. They're like, oh, I can't believe we did that. And it's like, yeah, I can't believe you watched people die either, Albus and Scorpius, who are 14 years old. That um, sounds traumatizing. Yeah. 
but uh, this is another um, scene that I, ha- I actually I know that this scene is apparently cut down quite a bit uh, uh, from reading what the changes to the new version of the play are. But this scene exists entirely to establish one. I guess they're not all that affected by watching people get murdered uh, in their time travel adventure. And two, uh, they're not gay. Not gay in this. Scorbus, it's not real. Scorbus is Don't not even real. think about it. No. Uh, they crack about how like, ooh, I bet you're I bet you like that sexy new potions teacher lady and and they're like uh no i don't have a thing for older women uh by the way how are things going with the girl you asked out who is rose by the way boring bad (laughs) just entirely unnecessary stuff here weird resolution for them i feel uh they hug i guess that's 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 great for them but uh very jokey ending for them, for two characters who I think honestly had a really good rapport, whether or not you believe Scorbus real or care about Scorbus real, which, you know, I don't I don't care so much of that. I just think it's interesting how real it seemed after hearing about it for so long. Um, I mean, they could have still had an emotional friendship moment, right? Like, I get what this yeah. is. This is like the, you know, a little bit of a time skip and you see everything sort of back to normal but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it has to have no emotions right i mean scorpius in this is like a cartoon character he's like the nerd that can't get a date suddenly which i know that he always was sort of a nerd and was like awkward around people and stuff but i don't know why it's a joke now yeah it's 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 a joke now and he's also gonna he's gonna try out for the quidditch team so he's like expanding his horizons a little bit um Maybe following in his dad's foots or or doing what his dad never did, right? Just like, eh, it's cute, I guess, but it's like it's such a it's it's ratcheted so far down from where these characters like relationship was before, where where like, Snape was like, you know, you would sacrifice your fucking life for this guy, and uh, uh, Scorpius saying that like if i have to spend eternity with someone i'd spend it with you like they were doing that like 15 minutes ago in this play right. basically and now they're like oh i bet you're gay for the sexy teacher or whatever it's like it's very weird like whiplash i guess um speaking of the sexy potions professor yeah do you think this is implying that it could be delphi like is this a Del- she's still out there thing uh i wish i don't of, think so only because of the smoky eyed part oh. i'm just like because it's a, it's hmm. a, probably that new smoky eyed potions professor like that feels like such a wink and i half expect it to be by this it's like to have her be there in the background and have it be the same actress huh i did not pick up on that at all but that would be something. I can't remember if she is described specifically as having like smoky eyes or like eyeliner, but I know that there's a lot of it on the actress from the pictures yeah. of her that I've seen oh, in yeah, the play. I mean, the, every picture we've seen of the actress looks like a tutorial for a smoky eye. Right. So. so I'm like, is that is that a yeah. she's still out there, wink? Huh. I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't recognize her. I don't think that it's literally her necessarily, but right. like something, something weird's going on. That's maybe. The kind, I mean, like that's the kind of ending I would have wanted for her. Right? Mm-hmm. Is it's like you know they they give a bring her back and they make her a professor of something or whatever, and like keep an eye on her. Yeah, that'd be fun. I don't know. Like, 
anything that isn't just sending her to torture prison. Um, but no, I, I, I just, I think that I here here's why I think it can't be. I think that this play takes its Craig Boker storyline way too seriously. for Yeah, that. it does. Because, because of course the, the more important scene after this, where Harry and Albus have a heart to heart, um, uh, and they talk a lot about Craig Boker and they like they they like really hammer in like it's so sad that the spare had to die. Like, you know, like like no, nobody's again. a spare. You know, but nobody is a spare. Except for Delphi, like, she's in jail. <laughs> yeah, except for Delphi, who's having her soul sucked out. Um But like it, it, it's it's such a frustrating conclusion because it's like Okay, I get it. The point of this play was for a long time, at least, it felt like the point of the, all the Cedric stuff was that, like, you know, Cedric wasn't, like, a nobody to everyone. Like, he had a family and people who knew him more than Harry did, and it's, like, about Harry kind of having to step outside of his own world, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, uh, accept that not everyone likes him as much as he might think, because he, you know, people have some very real feelings about, uh, 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 like, Cedric and, and whatnot. Craig serves as like a is supposed to serve as like sort of like an encounter example almost it feels like a like a deconstruction of like like look look this you know th- this this character was treated carelessly and we're only just now exploring what uh what he really meant to people and you know and 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 kind of filling in uh this this quote unquote spares story um and and proving that you know everyone's important to someone but you invented Craig and killed him for that. <laughs> yeah. So, it, yeah. Ah, I don't, I don't know. Like, like we, we, we don't meet. Like, is, is Craig's dad going to appear at some point and be like, uh, well, uh, your son saw my son die. So we, we have to fight now for my honor. I don't, I, I don't know. Like, it's just really very clumsy for a play that I thought was handling this stuff very interestingly in the first couple acts. Yeah. I I don't feel strongly about it. Just, I don't know. It sure limps to a conclusion here. It's like for every like interesting, uh, sort of like touching thing that Harry says during this conversation, he just like has something else to say that just feels like general wisdom rather than having it mm-hmm. like relate to anything that's happened yeah yeah it's it's very general and it's very you know because because they're visiting cedric's grave or whatever and he's like well i've learned that you know it wasn't fair and i i, I come to pay respects and it's like okay are you gonna visit craig's grave also actually like, i realized what's bothering me about this and it's that um yeah i really sort of liked the conflict that harry had um with albus early on the uh famed uh blanket scene and the fact mm-hmm. that he thought that he was trying to be vulnerable like that's what he thought he was doing but he was actually like sort of monologuing and speaking about himself and like sort of mythologizing yes. his own life um yes yeah. and i thought that that was sort of the point and then he had this conversation with dumbledore and w- or painting dumbledore and with Ginny, where we found out like it is it is loving albus specifically and being truly vulnerable is the way that that he can do that. And then this feels like 
the opposite. Like, I feel like he's just doing the exact same thing that he did during the blanket scene, which was is tr- yeah. sort of to narr- like make this into a narrative, like an epic narrative of his own life and of like, oh, I don't worry. Don't worry, kid. I've come up with something profound to tell you about Cedric and Craig. Yeah. Boker. Yeah. Yeah. The last thing he said, the, 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 his his last words here in this play are, I didn't know Cedric well enough. Uh, he could have played Quidditch for England or been a brilliant aura. He could have been anything. And Amos is right. He was stolen. So I come here just to say sorry when I can. Yeah, this is just another blanket. He's just yeah, doing it again. Another... <laughs> He's made it about himself again. Which always, which when this happens in a story, I always go back and I'm like, wait, did I not understand the blanket scene? Did I not understand mm-hmm. what the point of that was? So that's, that's what bothers me. Yeah. No, I agree. I think I I think that it, it's I I think that the, the there there's at least something salvageable from the lesson here and that like I I do think that there's a nice moment where Harry makes good on the lie he was telling his son in this version of the epilogue, right? Mm-hmm. Where where he you know, he did tell Albus that like, "Oh, it doesn't matter if you're in Slytherin. Uh it's just labels or whatever." And then obviously very clearly did care all quite a lot about it. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's a nice moment where he's like, yeah, I, what I've learned is that uh, uh, whatever you got in there, Slytherin, Gryffindor, or whatever label, I know that 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 your heart is a good one. And it's like, that's nice. That's a nice sentiment. Like, he, he that that is at least an I statement that Harry is making that's acknowledging a mistake he made in the earlier in the play, mm-hmm. right? But then extending that out to to the rest of the Craig Boker and Cedric, and I, here's what I've learned thing is, okay, this is the blanket again. Like, you didn't learn anything. Yeah, I thought the whole point was that he had to learn that, like, parenting isn't just moralizing like you're a kid's cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, I guess that's my my final thought, is that it feels like, <laughs> a, feels like I it turned into a... a I don't know, like a moralizing show for five-year-olds when really I wanted um, Skeletor for 11-year-olds, apparently. (laughs) I mean, this this in conjunction with um, the scene with Ginny we were talking about where it was like, you know, if this was a longer play or like a more specific play about her, this scene would have been good with her just kind of like swallowing the argument and being like, yeah, okay, I guess guess I'm kicking this down the road, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. that combined with this, if this was a longer story or, or had sequels where they continued to have a strange relationship, would maybe work quite well. Because he's just doing the thing that Ginny was mad about again. He's not telling Albus his specific love for him. Right. He is making it about himself again. Uh, and this is all going to fall apart again when uh, Albus is 16 and pissed about something else. Right. Like this, this is this is going nowhere. Yeah, I mean, even even that in that sort of description of it, it's like Harry got part of the way there, but instead of telling Albus like I specifically love you or how that might be, he's like people mm-hmm. specifically loved Cedric. Like he's telling <laughs> Albus the lesson that he was supposed to learn. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kind of kind of fell on its face a little bit. I think food for thought mm-hmm. for Harry here mm-hmm. for sure. Well, that's the cursed child. Gotta say, was not expecting to be this cool on the final act. Yeah, I thought that that was going to do a lot more with Delphi. Yeah, 
Uh, I thought we were going to get more with Delphi. I thought we were going to get a, a, a better plot structure, I guess. Like, like it, it really, it really, so there, there was a part in act two or three or we were talking about how like a, a lot of stuff is happening very quickly and very conveniently, but it's fine because it's all set up, right? Mm -hmm. It's unfortunate that that stuff extended to the answers, I think, is kind of my my take on the, the last act, is that it, it never stops feeling convenient and quick. Um, and and none of that's none of those resolutions, the time turner, the 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 blanket and the potion stuff none of that really feels satisfying in a way where I'm like uh there's no oh moment where it all feels connected in the ways in in a way that like I think some of this play early on did um mm -hmm. but uh kind of kind of kind of a little wobbly here I think I'm not super convinced that the plot got worse as much as like I at like hitman exclamation point i'm suspicious <laughs> like when yeah. the character stuff stops delivering right because i'm always totally. more interested in like the character story especially because mm -hmm. this is a very character story and and the backdrop is sort of the fun romp through time yeah. uh, but as soon as it stops delivering in on the character story in a satisfying way uh, the plot sure ends up feeling a little bit more center stage, and I start to uh, get a little suspicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's. I think that that's ultimately that's kind of where this this kind of deflates itself a little bit from being like a really fun side story like like bonus <laughs> like like this was an OVA basically, right? Like, mm -hmm. like it's. It's a little one-off. It's a, a bunch of fan service that's really fun, and like it, 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 it. For a while, it delivers on the stuff I want, um, and 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 uh, twisted it in a way that was really entertaining. Um, but as soon as the rubber hit the road, and it had to like finish the story, I think it just really, it, it couldn't, it couldn't juggle both of those things at once, right? Um, uh, and that's too bad. It's a shame. But like I said earlier, also, like, not not so bad that I have been converted to, like, hater status, but bad enough that I'm like, eh, okay, I, I get it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it goes a long way to explaining why it's a play, right? Like, I just am yes. like, yeah. I, yeah, it's probably, like, not great to read. I had a good time with, like, a lot of moments that happened. Like, really, like, <laughs> way more moments than I would have expected to enjoy. Um, and there was some pretty fun, like, I don't want to say suspense, but some, like, excitement about the plot, I suppose. But I'm just like, yep, if I went and saw this as a play and just, like, for fun, like, at Broadway, I would have been <laughs> like, yep, that was a pretty fun time. Yeah. I get that yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, as always, it is the part where this is the eighth Harry Potter story that I think gets in the way of itself. Right. Like, yeah. Well, cause that's, uh, that's sort of what I feel like. Cause I think in the beginning I said like, this could be wizard school, the play. I mm -hmm. still think that's true. Uh huh. And I think that it would still be a uh, five to six out of 10. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a funny oh. it's a funny one, I guess. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a weird entry. And also I, I if this was 
I think this is another thing. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it some more um, in depth. But I, I will say, I I think that it is uh, also affected strongly by the fact that it is like the one expanded universe harry potter thing besides fantastic beasts right right like it's 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 sort of carrying a bit more on its shoulders than it other otherwise might have to and others like similar franchises right like if this was a star wars i jedi book or something right like where there was tons of harry potter side content coming out all the time um maybe wouldn't be scrutinized quite so heavily right but but because it is what it is it's it's i think it's inviting a lot more criticism onto it that i that i otherwise would be like eh it's for like the hardcore fans right oh, for like, sure but we've gone quite long on finishing the play here so what i'm going to suggest is that we wrap it on this episode and then devote the rest of our recording to kind of our wrap up and some fun uh third segment uh grab bag goodies what do you say sounds good to me all right our theme song is hot mcgonagall by cheshire moon huge thanks to them as always for letting us use as our theme song you can find them on bandcamp and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast we've got lots and lots of old fun bonus content there for you as well as new stuff that we're kind of figuring out our new recording schedule for we've got a uh some fun black milk stuff there that we recorded recently um that you can go check out. But uh, Liz, what are we going to read next week? I guess I just kind of spoiled it there. Um. <laughs> I mean, I don't think we're reading anything unless. Yeah, we're reading nothing. We're reading nothing next week. It's vacation. It's a reading vacation. We're just we, we're we're going to be looking at some reviews and 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 confessions and all that fun stuff. So no homework this weekend. Woohoo! Woohoo! All right, well, with all that free time, why don't you consider, please, reading another play? Please read another play. There's a lady in there, makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.